everybody and welcome to Bond by Numbers. We are delighted to be back here today hosting our second What If scenario episode. Today's focus is what if the James Bond singers had all been different. That's what we're doing and we're going to use our trusty roulette to lead and guide us on the journey. It's episode 45 or 46, uh, 44. What are we at, guys? 40... 45? I'm not keeping track. I actually believe that there will be no end to this. That what's the point of counting? <laughs> All right. Keep going and going and going. I feel the numbers, it's like how they do the oh, system and who's lines anyway. I was talking about COVID and the mm. situation. Okay, just kidding. Gentlemen, how are you doing over there in Canada today? So far, so good. It, it's pretty It's pretty nice. The weather's been good. Uh, we've been having a lot of, uh, you know, uh, thunderstorms, that kind of stuff. But it is It is August, and I guess it's just that time of year that it has to get it out of its system. Mm-hmm. You would expect it. It's, like, it's yeah. like a dry heat. I'm not a huge fan of it, to be honest. I don't like dry heat. I don't like sticky heat. I don't oh, like right. muggy heat, whatever the heck muggy means. Where did that term come from anyways, muggy? I don't get when people say something that's muggy outside. Well, easy. It's come like on. Is it because some people feel like some like god up from up above or something is, is basically like crushing them like an ant with their mug or something because the heat is so unbearable you just want to lie down and die? Well, that it, basically it could be, but means? I look at it differently. Uh, I think of it as like you're being mugged when a warm glove goes over your face and you're being robbed. I think of it as na- nature's nature's warm glove mugging you. That's that's the way I look okay. at it. That's sweet. Well, that's really so sweet. Where, I really like it that way. Where <laughs> I, I grab like how you describe it. So with that, you know, it's funny. Me thinking of this now, I just think of like two hands around a coffee mug, and like you know, when you hold it and it's warm, and then you see sort of like inside the cup if it's really hot, the condensation and how you know the 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 steam is coming up. I feel yes. it's muggy because of how hot it is inside. Okay, the mug. yeah, I like that oh, interpretation okay. as well. That's good. It's actually very literal and logical, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad that you came up with that, Jeff. Because and it's I was weird un- because it's very early, <laughs> and usually yes. I don't come up with logical or or anything to do with that. So that's uh, one up on me. What up for you, man? Stuff on the back. I hope that doesn't come through for the audience, but I just physically did that. <laughs> I just want to, and I, was, I want to tell you, Jeff, directly that that peachy ale was awesome. It tasted okay. like like uh, Maynard's fuzzy peaches, like mm. in a beer in a beer can. Yes, Josh. Josh uh, on the group chat last that's... night put out some peach yeah. ale chat. Josh, uh, why don't you tell the listeners what that's all about? <laughs> It's just some peachy ale I saw at the grocery store. I decided to pick it up. Oh, okay. I thought there was yeah. a story there. Like your 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 pal from no. Georgia had brought up a, a bushel of peaches and you fermented them together in the. You know, I thought we were going somewhere with that. Yeah, our whole like Breaking Bad situation <laughs> did not work out whatsoever. Unfortunately. Okay. But but all but right. that was all resolved by by Friday night. You know, after after I got off work and stuff. So that, mm. that, that that's fine. I had my peachy ale to drink like last night, so I was happy with that. Peachy ale, is it like a Rattler? Uh, I guess you can describe it as such, but it doesn't taste like a Rattler. Because well, Rattler is usually like grapefruit, citrus, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's like a lot. It's like half, well, it's not even half beer, half juice. It's like, it's a very low percentage beer, uh, right? Because it's the most. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Usually, like two or three. No, 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 no Rattlers. I'm not, I'm not saying the Peachy ale is. I'm saying Rattlers are normally like very low in alcohol, yes. like almost like two and a half, three, four max. And I think if you get four and up, then it's almost not a rattler because it's mm-hmm. almost too high in alcohol content. Again. No, Jeff makes Jeff makes fun of me for my rattlers and my fruity beers and whatnot, but whatever. Uh, I just, I, well, no, I mean, you know, whatever, that's fine. Uh, I mean, this it, it is the season to have that stuff. I just, mm-hmm. 
I just like I, I like juice and I like beer, but I don't really like combining <laughs> them. Um, I have had rattlers that I don't mind. Uh, how do you feel, Jeff, about like um, uh, how do you feel about wheat beers that are often garnished with orange slices and things like that, uh, like Hogard like and when that, well, that's the Rickards. thing. Like when I first had like a shot top and, and Hogard and stuff like that, and, and there's there, there's an American there's an American beer called Blue Moon, which mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's also well, yeah. Is this a which, Belgian it, moon you're talking about? Well, well, no, no. Well, that's in in the states it's called Blue Moon. In Canada, it's called Belgian Moon. Interesting. Well, it's, it's Blue Moon and over it, here. And it's funny, yeah. That's because as that's an import. One. But the funny thing is, is so a, a few years ago, I would I brought a case back because I'm like I would never have it in, unless I went to the states. And because I didn't have it that often, I you know I thought it was a treat kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the last time I brought it back, my dad's like, "Yeah, I have some of that." I'm like, "No, you don't." And he's like, "Yes, I do." And I'm like, <laughs> "What?" So I go in the fridge. He's like, "Yeah, I just got it at the LCBO," and it said Belgian. And I'm like, "What the hell is this?" And he's like, "Literally that same week." It, it had come out in Canada, but under a different name, I guess, because of copyright. And I was like, this uh, so is you dragged a dozen it. back from Cleveland. Yeah, well, more or less. Something like, it was from, well, I got it in upstate New York on the way back from Virginia Beach. Oh, sorry. But anyway, so it was just random. But, but it, it was it, like. Bringing it back, bringing it back. Uh, I was, I was, I was going to say, uh, in Daniel Craig, right? He's like the Bond that promotes, you know, Heineken beer. Because that's, mm, that's what yes, they do in the movies. Right. That's, that's, can, yes. can you guys make any instance of other beer being promoted by other Bond films? Like, sorry, by by previous Bonds? Hmm. Do we ever oh, see, that's, like, a good, that's a good proposition. I think, a, in, I think yeah. in Goldfinger, doesn't Bond, isn't he sitting down having a beer at, or is it advertised or at like in Miami somewhere or maybe in Kentucky? or I'm not, I'm not, No, I'm he's, think he's drinking mint juleps in Kentucky. Yeah, oh, yeah mint juleps, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Like a, there are other beers. Bond might have had a beer. Oh. I'm guessing there was, there was probably. Um... No, I think uh, I, I do believe beer was consumed in Pierce Brosnan's Bond Die Another Day on the Cuban beach. Didn't he have one? Uh, yes, that's right. You, yeah, that's exactly it. Or was he drinking yeah. a mojito? Fuck, you know what? It's I, I a mojito. Remember. He was drinking a mojito. Yeah. That's right. He was. There are lots of uh, lots of people who know the answer to that question listening along, yeah. and of course, um, lots of members of the community have done their own work and publication on the drinks of James Bond. It's probably a little shallow, my knowledge on that one. At least film by film, it's shallow. Speaking of uh, Bond and spy films, hmm. on Friday night, uh, one of one, one of the things I do with my with with another friend of mine. Uh, is is like uh, we watch in this unprecedented situation uh, movies together while having a beer on Skype, mm-hmm. uh, and mostly because you know just for commentary and conversation and whatnot. So we decided to watch the remake or remake or I guess actually it's actually a sequel because uh, it's part of the same uh, I guess cinematic universe as be- that began like back in the late 90s mm-hmm. and i'm talking about the latest charlie's angels movie oh is there another one that's how out of the loop i am yeah uh, elizabeth banks uh she's an actress best known for hunger games and other other stuff she like directed and put, she put she put her career on the line for this movie basically and uh i'll tell you it wasn't great um she thought that the reason why it was being attacked box office you know critically is because of uh is because people are sexist right that was kind of her whole mm-hmm. argument against why the movie did bad no the movie did bad because the movie was terrible and uh it has like Kristen stewart uh just playing herself basically must have followed around with her camera or something i don't know changing hairstyles and stuff and this girl naomi scott who was like in the aladdin movie she played jasmine um okay I don't remember the other the other girl's name 
The villain was Patrick Stewart. Sorry to spoil everything for you, but Patrick Stewart was the villain in the movie, and he looked like he was just being followed around his mansion the entire movie. <laughs> I, like I, I think he was just yeah. totally phoning it in completely. But then he has moments of just of incredible like uh, zaniness and just like, am I watching some weird, weird episode of Star Trek right now? Is this the holodeck? <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. But it was what's crazy about the movie that really kind of uh, really set, put me aside while I was watching it mm-hmm. and making fun of it was just how they went to like specific like Bond movie locations like part of the movie said in Istanbul they oh. go to like a racetrack uh similar like in a view to a kill like a horse racing track anyway that movie was a dumb experience <laughs> uh, yeah bringing it back I'm just talking about spy movies and Bond and I thought I'd share that that's what I did on a Friday night well boys We've got a lot to get through today. We've got 25, 25 films that, sorry, 24 films, 24 official films that we're going to re, uh, what's the word? Not reproduce their soundtracks. I'm not trying to say recast their singers, but you don't cast a singer. What do you do? Rehire. It's a rehire, but it's but it's basically a what if scenario. It's a, it's a what if scenario. Now the last and time, and we're doing it with the Bond by Numbers style, right? With that kind of formula, mm-hmm. i.e., a roulette wheel. The last time we did our what if it was for the Bond ladies, and we had tons of fun going through those um, <laughs> other possible um, other possible scenarios. Now, what we're going to do here with the music is very similar. So, if you listen to the earlier seasons what if episode, you'll kind of be uh, ahead of the game, knowing what you know exactly how we're going to do it. We've got thirty six musical recording artists or acts from each of the decades the 60s the 70s the 80s the naughty 90s noughties and the 2010s <laughs> what's so funny no the naughty, the naughty, the naughty 90s yeah come on man like uh, victorian england i'll do be fair neon and and uh fanny packs are pretty naughty and those they, yeah they are <laughs> right they're in their back in style what was that? What was that thing you told me, Scott? About uh, you used the word fanny pack when you first came mm-hmm. to Scotland and you got yeah. the last oh. in, in the classroom. I learned not to do that twice. Yeah, because yeah. fanny has a different uh, interpretation in. Yes, it sure, it sure it does. does Canada, yes, North America. Yeah. Well, guys, we do have a lot to get through here on this episode, this What If episode. It's going to be great fun talking music with you. Uh, and just just to review the the way that this is going to work, we've got our trusty roulette. I, uh, I repolished it and uh, reset it among the casino tables. You'll have noticed, of course, when you nice. went in this morning to clean the casino, you'll have seen Ooh. it shining there under yeah. the lights. Uh huh. Well, I had my Ray Bans on because uh, <laughs> it was glinting off, you know, the light. I was like, "Ooh, mm, so very shiny." Mm-hmm. I just pay someone to clean the casinos. I don't do it myself. <laughs> yeah, I learned that. I did learn that last oh. episode. Thank you. Mm. Last time I asked you to clean, there was an awkward silence, and then this uh, defensiveness that came from you. You don't make the pit bosses go and clean. You, you make the janitors go and clean. But you see, that's I mean, what makes us different. Casino. Yeah, but that's what the, makes us different. Uh, we can't. Ooh. We can't afford that in in these days. We we you know we're we're short staffed, man. COVID's forced us to be short-staffed. So, so basically, when we got all the sharps and the and the tricksters, we can't go like break their fingers in the back room with no. a hammer. We can't do that anymore. Damn it! If my students at school have to clean their own desks, then we have to clean our own casino. All right. I That's wonder just... if like I wonder like if, if do you think like the mafia practices social distancing? You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't yeah, think so. In the, in the mafia, would they, do they vote for Trump or are they more of like a Biden type? Like. For example, uh, like here's the thing: like, would would they practice social distancing? Would they wear masks? You know what I mean? Like, oh. Probably so. Yes. To not. I would, yeah. I, I mean, they, they usually wear masks for other things, but I can actually see them like you know just getting used to wearing a mask. I don't know. 
All right. Well, let's try to get back to this, okay? <laughs> let's let's try to pull Sorry. ourselves back to the casino. What do you, what do you want today, Josh? <laughs> I don't know. Holy shit. Right. So we've got 36 numbers on the roulette wheel. We've got 36 numbers of artists or acts from each of the defining eras of the official James Bond franchise. And for each film... We are going to select a random artist. Now, guys, when I sent you the names, which have been constructed, the lists have been constructed rather... They're very pretty, by the way. I love their use of colors. And excellent. And everything is all laid out. That's good. Excellent. Good. I'm glad, I'm I, glad I to hear totally that. I can see this like on a, uh, like an overhead projector like mm -hmm. or like a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> overhead just, projector, yeah. I think, they would, I think they would just pop right on the screen. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, I hope they pop for you, buddy. Uh, as, as we select them one by one. But yeah, we've got two columns, 18 apiece, uh, representing the different roulette possibilities. Now, these are in no order whatsoever, apart from, the, um, apart from their stationing on the paper as the top artists, the top 36 artists, either recording or radio play or album sold that I could find from each of these eras, okay? So I, I did, I, I perhaps didn't go as scientifically uh, as I could have by using the metrics and the analytics, but what I did do was remain consistent in my method for each of the decades and I think that's rather important so yes. the way I went about it I think is, is as good as possible but we don't have that list for the listeners at home and the lists that you and I have I've re-randomized so that for example if you're looking at a number that comes up and you might think well oh, I know who that is we won't know who it is because I've re-randomized the numbers okay oh okay yeah, so it, it's just to keep us all guessing because I've been looking at these numbers all week and um, this you know a little bit of surprise when the roulette comes out so are there any questions gentlemen about how we're going to do this we're going to go film and then we're going to go song no, I think that's you that clarified sense. it quite well Good. And just a reminder to our listeners that, you know, this is not us plugging in our favorite singers. This is really just what if other artists from the decade or from the year of the Bond film, you know, were hired on to do the job because a lot of them have been in talks. A lot of them didn't come out and uh, a lot others were not even considered. That's kind of the fun with the what if it's like there are some again, the whole point of a what if it's kind of like we have some. Uh, realistic possibilities and then we have sort of some ridiculousness and we kind of have everything in between mm -hmm. and so that's why it's fun where it gets you it just gets you know the hamster wheel spinning uh thinking like oh you know what that would have been neat or i could totally see this person do this or i can't see that but you know what there's a lot of examples of someone saying oh i can't see you know uh, heath ledger as uh, as a mm -hmm. joker well it worked mm -hmm. out pretty well mm -hmm. who knows maybe you know maybe the who could have done a great uh, song for right. uh, Diamonds Are Forever in 1971. Who knows? <laughs> but That's right. Uh, something like that, you know? It is worth mentioning, though, that all of the singers who did do a Bond song or any bands that they were part of have been extracted from the list. So they will not be back in the wheels for the different eras. Okay, so for example, Paul McCartney, ah. the Beatles, they're not in here. You'll have also noticed a group like Blondie, not in here because Johnny though, Cash, Johnny right. Cash right. not in here. I think Johnny Cash did actually oh, make it into actually, the 60s. He yeah, he yes, did make he it did. into the 60s list. Um, just well, because maybe he'd do something less derivative of his own self, perhaps in this mm -hmm. scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've done our bit, guys. Let's just have some yeah. fun now. So uh, yes. please, I haven't said this in a while, and you, you haven't complied in a while. Please open up those casino doors, gentlemen, and uh, ah. welcome in our guests. Perfect. Yeah, I'm just going to put on some hand sanitizer. And... <laughs> I'm just texting uh, the janitor, and uh, he's going to respond in a few moments. He's okay, right. Uh, I thought we had automatic doors. Uh, but... 
budget cuts in these times. All right, okay, a minute ago, okay, a minute ago you were telling me that you had staff, man. What's going on? I, have a I, I said I had a custodian or a janitor or something like that, I said. All right, guys. Here. They would open the doors because they would go clean the place, right? So then the doors would be open okay, from then on. Right. So. I'm not going to argue semantics with you on this point. But I will I will say that our, our, a crowd is assembling around a roulette. I can hear them. I can see them nice. walking through the smoky din, ordering Classy. a drink. Mm. Classy. Mm. Right, gentlemen, here we go. Film number one. Let's see what it's going to be. It is. It's Bond 17. Bond 17, Goldeneye. Oh. Goldeneye. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. We're going to our list of 90s artists here. We've got, Ooh. oh, we've got some special names here, guys. We, we have 36 special names. Let's have a listen. If it weren't Horrible. for Tina Turner, if it weren't for Bono and the Edge, what if, what if Goldeneye had been recorded by... Number 22, <laughs> Mariah Carey leads oh us off. <laughs> okay. And go. Well, well, I, I can... mean, she, she was very popular in 1995, I mm -hmm. remember, because that's when she did the song with, like, Boys to Men, and mm -hmm. uh, they did that, like, you know, so this is, you know, when she was... All over, you know, much music. Uh, I mean, well, sorry, much music. MTV. MTV much music. I'm Canadian, so it's much music. But uh, so, I mean, uh, I, I can't see it. I really I really can't see it. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Daydream was the album yeah, from 1995. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But she, she, I don't know what number that was, Jeff. Maybe you know more about it. But that was like, she'd already had three or four albums by then, hadn't well, she? she well, her first album was in 1990, so mm. she had this been was around. Her heyday. Mm -hmm. This was her heyday at that time yeah. by 95, so I can totally see her getting that role, mm. but... Ooh. Could she do Not that song, though? I mean... That song. Uh, no. It on who wrote it. Well, if they have Mariah yeah. Carey chosen for, uh -huh. the ro for this as singer, then the composer, they might have had even scrapped the whole thing over. Like, they got to realize Eric Serra's sound or whatever is not going to work well with Mariah Carey's sound. And Mariah Carey, uh, who I assume is a diva of some sort, I uh, would probably maybe want to choose someone to work with of her own or something like that if they if they offered her the movie or something, right? I don't know. I think that Mariah Carey might be interested in singing a song written by Bono and the Edge. I think she could. Well, yeah. I mean, I she might have liked being, to do that. Being an, being an yeah. artist of who she is, uh, I mean, probably. I can see Bono putting on the charm, wearing his sunglasses, you know. I th actually, the more, like the more I think about it. Go tech. You know what I'll I mean? be honest with you. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, like, seven. this this isn't the the the. Well, like, the more I the, think of it, the more I like it. Actually, well, I think it could. I don't. I don't like I, Mariah Carey. I would watch, that, that's I my would own watch personal opinion. I'm sure she has her fans and they love her. That's great, but not my. <laughs> you might as well just like bring Rita Coolidge back. You know, <laughs> just drive drive out to her trailer wherever the heck it is <laughs> and ask no her if she ever. wants to do some song. <laughs> Well, okay, like I, I get, I get the the criticism against her, but like Tina Turner, Mariah Carey's got a vocal range that's outstanding. Well, that's she doesn't she have the, the grit. Actually, cool and has like I don't yeah. know. To me, like Tina Turner has a little bit of shutzpa that I'm afraid uh, Mariah <laughs> Carey doesn't, in my opinion. Right. So you're saying Mariah Carey's a teddy bear, whereas Tina Turner is is what like a, well, a, a Masters of the Universe doll. Uh, the thing is, I just find the tone of Mariah Carey, it's its too upbeat. And, like, I mean, because I, I, I can't think of a song where it's a little more, quote-unquote, 
serious. Hmm. I get. I don't want to say serious, but I, just I know what you mean. Minor key, dark, it's, brooding. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I could be. I don't know. Yeah, like I don't, I, I, I don't see it. I guess I, it would. Sorry, I guess it would yeah. be like if Gem and the Holograms switched places, right? <laughs> because you've now got Gem singing the Holograms, the mis. Sorry, Gem and the Misfits. <laughs> right? and the, <laughs> because wasn't the Misfits? What was her name? Was, the was, no, that was a good. That was a good band. The bad yeah, band the was bad the Misfits. Bad girls so, was the Misfits, which yeah. is ironic because I'm like, wait, so the villain was like Danzig. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, right. Anyway, Mariah Carey singing Goldeneye. I I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think it would be interesting. I think she's too. I think she's too nice. I, I agree with everything you're saying, Josh. We got we got the the grit. We got the uh, the, the, the you know the, the the roughness and and the experience and the worldliness of Tina Turner singing that song about you know old times, dangerous times, about these darkened people living and lurking in shadows. Yeah, I mean. She does it better, but yeah. it would be cool to see Mariah Carey try it on with the same orchestration, or maybe one tailored more towards her song style. Well, that, that's yeah, the I thing. Mean, we all know she... universe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's and the thing. That's I the mean... whole thing about the what if scenario, right? That, mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. I, that's the, yeah, that's exactly it. And if you think of the what if scenario and regarding Mariah Carey doing a Bond song, I could be like you know Doctor Strange and travel to forty five thousand different other timelines, and not in one of those timelines would I ever consider uh, Mar- Mariah Carey as a Bond singer. Okay, and I don't think okay. anyone else would. And I know that, I know that's a big statement to say. You know, forty five thousand parallel universes. Like the math just doesn't make sense. The math would probably guarantee that in some universe she would, but I, I I'm so skeptical. All right, Jeff, you got any final words on the Mariah Carey pitch? As we were talking about it, I mean, you know, it, again, like it's not the most uh, out of this world, uh, I guess, choice as I think about it. I don't think it would ever happen. But the thing is, is because she is a pro and she's got a voice. Maybe it could work. I just don't see it on how the majority of her songs are done mm-hmm. and her vocal styling. I she has the voice. I just, I, I just can't visualize it. that. Exactly. That's where it comes from. No, okay. well, here's the thing too. Here's the thing too. Honestly, if someone told Mariah Carey that you're going to do a Bond song, I will concede this to you, Scott. I can kind of see her going, "Oh, I love Shirley Bassey's Goldfinger," and maybe mm-hmm. trying sure. to emulate that kind of style. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Maybe it, like Heath Ledger as the Joker, I will be happily, happily exactly. surprised. Exactly. You know I mean? I, yeah. I, I, you know, if she did it and it worked. I'm okay with that. I'm just really saying skeptical I can't... about. Uh, about yeah, exactly. Uh, Billy Eilish, right? Ex- exactly. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that there you go. I think there's a space there. There's a chink in the armor there. I think where Mariah Carey could slip in, but she wouldn't have been my choice for the song. And no. I, for the record, no. although it wasn't, I don't believe it was uh, one of my top five when we did the rankings. I think the Golden Eye is a cracking tune, and Tina belts it out like an yeah, absolute master. Works. Yeah. I will yeah, say this uh, uh, for doing the being the singer for for this for Golden Eye. Uh, mm-hmm. I could definitely see Mariah Carey over, for example. The Venga Boys, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, they are on our list, aren't they? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, that would have been nice, though, a Venga Boys Goldeneye. That would have been okay. Whenever I saw, like, Venga Boys listed on one of those, like, top go top 20 Electronica That song that was get, super catchy. It was super I, I, I catchy. I thinking of Vega from, like, Street Fighter 2. Like, you know, the Vega Boys are coming? The, oh, that was... Vega. Yeah, you remember Vega? He's a, he's a Spanish dude oh, with, yeah, like, the yeah, white yeah. mask and the claw. Of course we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The long ponytail and the one yeah. claw. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah, one. Sure. Right, guys, let, let's move on, shall we? That was yep. a good start, though. I enjoyed that. Right, uh, film number two. 
please be Nickelback. Please be Nickelback. It is Bond number seven. Bond number seven. So Diamonds Are Forever, a classic, yeah. classic hey, Shirley Bassey tune. So. 1971. We'll go to our 70s list, gentlemen, and we'll see who the roulette serves up. Just before we do that, uh, we've got a lot of good acts here on this list. We've got Ooh. some incredible names on this list. James <laughs> Black Brown, Sabbath. Black Sabbath, oh. Queen, David Bowie, yeah. the Bee Gees, Santana, Neil Young, Al Green. Like, in your metrics, like were they actually like in the like in the top Black Sabbath, or is that just you admin there because you know they were they were in the metrics on the UK list chart. So well, that, that, made, that okay, makes sense. Good. Actually, I'm glad but you made that exception. Seventy one. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, I figured that. Our singer is Black Number Nine. That brings us to David Bowie, Black mm, okay. Nine. Well. He's definitely, he's definitely 71. Uh, oh shit, 1971, I'll tell you that. He's still Ziggy yeah. though at this stage, isn't he? That's correct. He doesn't, do, he doesn't drop that's... Ziggy till 73, yeah. 74. Uh, when does he become the White Duke, 73? Oh, the White Duke, that's that's when he's doing Aladdin Sane, I think, isn't that? Like, uh, that's like late, that's like late oh, 70s. The White Duke is, yeah. So, but in 71, that's when he, uh, Ziggy Stardust, I think, came out in 1971. It was Hunky Dory in 71. Oh, I'm almost Hunky, Hunky positive Dory, with that. Queen, with I'll just yeah, check. I'll just check. No, no, you're yeah. right. It is Hunky Dory okay, is 71. Good. And that's right, the one okay, that has cool. Queen Bitch, yeah. which is awesome. Uh, so yeah, with, 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 Queen, with Queen Bitch, I can definitely see uh, <laughs> Bowie uh, doing something for Diamonds Are Forever. Well, I mean, it, again, it... He it, it it makes sense in the sense in the fact that he is very big at the time, and yes. I could and also just because of he's so multifaceted. I mean, at this point, he has done a lot of different styles, but at at the same time, this is kind of like an androgynous and heroin and stage of or not almost getting there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it would be that, a, it would be a uh, I guess a. It'd be kind of a twist if Bowie did a Bond song at that time in his career. It, that's it, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree with it would, you. It would be. It would be, be. Yeah. be a tonal jarring twist. Mm. Uh, but not that he couldn't do it for sure. No, right? he could but, definitely do but it. But that would also might even change the tone of the movie Diamonds Are Forever. Like, yeah, it would, be, it would. would end up being like campy even more so, or would it end up being something totally different? You know what I, I mean? Th well, I think what you would have is a song and a song sequence that was much much more jarring than what you probably got in the feature because i don't imagine connery's feature is going to change much no. and the song recorded after with bowie would bowie just lend his voice to something in 71 without artistic control he probably would oh. he probably would in 71 you don't think well maybe i was gonna say maybe he'd the... go all cats or whatever and dress up like uh the uh like the uh, white like blofeld's white cat right it could have totally changed the trajectory of his career and performance on stage no ziggy just yeah. cat just blofeld's cat oh yeah yeah um well i was gonna say like they could have they could have used um uh Space Oddity in the scene when he's driving the rover. <laughs> That's true. They could have done that, yeah. Because <laughs> that was definitely could Space refer to, uh, That line that Connery says, you know, bitch to uh, Tiffany Case there. There you go, yeah. yeah. Ah, uh, wait a minute, guys. Jeff, when did Bowie release The Man Who Sold the World? That because was that, on that's Hunky a, Dory. Was that on Hunky Dory? Yeah. I don't think so. I thought... I thought... Mm, let me check. I'm pretty I... sure... Man Who Sold the World was on that. I thought that was an no, man. That was an album on its own, wasn't it? Or am I getting uh, this wrong? Uh, let me see. No, it's on. 
Oh, the man who sold it, but it was, and that was 1970. So the year 70, before. right? Okay, okay. so apologize. this this is a Blofeld thing. The man who sold the world. Um, oh. I can. Yeah, you're right. It's interesting. I mean, we, you know, we can puzzle piece this as long as we want, but I guess the question that we need to get down to answering is do we think that Bowie could, could do Diamonds Are Forever as good or better or would it be worse than um, Dame Shirley? I don't think you could have done better than Dame Shirley for Diamonds Are Forever. No, Just on the basis that you wanted to no. bring back, you wanted, you're bringing Sean Connery back as James Bond. You want the audience to feel secure. This is a Bond movie again. You know, they, they want to wipe out the memory of George Lazenby at that time. And so bringing Shirley Bassey back is a good move. Mm -hmm. I think going over to David Bowie would be like them trying to go for another audience, and that might turn some of the Bond fans off. Mm -hmm. Because even though David Bowie was like, you know, he's beloved now, like he was still kind of like on the outskirts sort of. I mean, we have Sean Connery as Bond declaring blatantly in uh, GoldenEye that the Beatles mm -hmm. suck, right? So, you know, the, the Bond films haven't really been, I guess, the music trend jumping. Uh, until until Barbara Broccoli takes over. Well, yes and no. Um, I feel like Bowie did develop, or maybe he always had, but certainly we saw a lot more of it in the 90s and the early 2000s, that sense of humor with the things he did and the cameos that he, he offered, right? Yes. Um, I, I feel I as though... His, uh, when he played Tesla in... Uh... In, what's that Nolan movie? Uh, the Prestige. He played yeah. Nikola Tesla. That was a great little little role that he did. Yeah, he's actually a very good actor. Like when when he did act, he was actually quite good. But I guess you know his stage performance kind of demands that, I suppose. And we've got the Dark Crystal. Sorry. Oh, the yeah, Labyrinth. The Labyrinth. Yep. Sorry, Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, and then he was Pontius Pilate in the Last Temptation of Christ. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I and think David Bowie would be. I think he would have been a great addition to such a unique artist, such a, a deep, you know, respected, well-rounded right artist. Well, that's the thing. I could definitely see David Bowie do a Bond song. Maybe not in 1971. Maybe maybe but, for Pierce Brosnan's era, you know, like yeah, uh, We died. Afraid of Americans, stuff like that type of well, yeah. vibe. I mean, yeah. I, could see, I could see him in the 80s and 90s mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Have you, have, have, have um, I, I, I just don't know about the 70s because... Wasn't Boy considered for a Bond song? I thought he was for some reason. Like I thought, wasn't they were talking? No, no, he was supposed to play Zorin, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, mm. that would make sense. But yes, he was. The thing is, is I mean, uh, David Boy was so all over the place. Like in the late '70s, he was just a mess with drugs. Like he remember, there's that famous album. I think it's Station to Station or uh, Station. So the station, 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 and he has no recollection of it because he was too high on drugs. So he may have been a bit of a write-off to be able to like organize to do it, but I think he, we all know that he has the chops and he's that and he's very uh, eclectic with his sound and all these different sort of personas that he likes. He liked he liked to have. So it's very it's it makes complete sense that he could do a Bond song at in 1971. He was very popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he was, this is sort of like almost at the apex of where he was, I guess, depending on who you talk to. Uh, but I just don't know. I don't know if he would have done it at that point. Right. That's well, it's, it's food for thought anyway. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, so what if. And uh, it's definitely not the craziest what if for sure. I, I feel, though, I still i am leaning towards Mariah Carey and Goldeneye. That's how I feel. Because I, I, I think that I would like to hear that song. Anyway. <laughs> 
Right, Kerry, singing Goldeneye to me would just be them blatantly trying to like get someone big to prop up the return of James Bond. That's my feeling about it. If well. Mariah Carey sang a Bond song, it would be called Hot Take because that's exactly what it would be. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tina Turner is bigger <laughs> than Mariah Carey. I know she might not yes, be bigger absolutely. in terms of sales, but, but in terms of her influence, she's massive. Oh, absolutely. But oh, at yeah. the same time, though, like she also has a great sound. She has, like, mm-hmm. even though you know she's in no relation to Shirley Bassey. She has a similar type of sound, like the way that she carries herself and her confidence. And oh yeah, uh, and, and so I just totally find that she was a good pick in that sense. Do we do we like Bowie's voice for yeah. a 1971 Bond song? Um, he feels more like "Live and Let Die" than he does "Diamonds Are Forever," in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know if it would. Yeah, I mean, from what he's doing at this point, he's pretty like. Or Moonraker. I don't know. I yeah. I'll be honest. From what he's doing in 1970-71, he's pretty punky, like almost proto-punk at this point. Ground control to Major Bond. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or a Commander Bond. Commander Bond, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, he works so well for Moonraker. Yeah. That, that's just really Bassy role that he can totally steal is Moonraker. Okay. Right, let's move on. Let's leave David Bowie behind and in the listener's mind, sure. and we'll see what our next film is going to be. Bond 24, let's fly ahead to Spectre in 2015 and go to our list of the 2010 artists. Guys, you used to work at HMV, and I know both of you left your jobs uh, just before this, so could you say a thing or two about the acts of the 2010s, or do you feel a little ill-prepared and ill-studied? Well, it's, it's mainstream indie is what most of these are, essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you have the big pop, you know, then of course you have the big pop names mm-hmm. thrown in there. Uh, we left HMB in 2010, so that's when I kind of was no longer really listening to popular music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I followed the bands, you know, that I love, like Metric and uh, Rilo Kylie and or whatever Jenny Lewis was doing at that time. But this is to me is when like a lot of popular music uh, really, really uh, embraced like rap, hip hop, and. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't an error for me, so I don't have much to say about it, I guess you could say. Other than like some of the strong female vocalists at the time, mm-hmm. uh, it's an interesting list, and there's a couple of, of artists here that I can definitely see doing a Bond song Ooh. that would have been better than Sam Smith, in my opinion. We did talk a lot, and the Bond community has spoken a lot, critics, fans, lovers, haters, about this song. Um, it's not a song that I think is without its charm or without its talent but i guess a lot of it comes down to how much of that high falsetto you like how much of the uh the lyrics you like like i think it's actually a very well written song i'm sure it is it is actually that i have no problem with the lyrics or the song itself i would even say that like the lyrics and the song itself is better than the radiohead that Mm -hmm. uh, version that people put out i mean i love radiohead Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of people who doesn't but at the same time uh well i'm sure there's people out there but all I'm trying to say is is that uh, the song itself works for the movie. I have no problem with that. I just didn't like how it was sang. I just thought it was the wrong right. choice of artist. So Sam I Smith prefer, is it was your I problem. I prefer the Radiohead version, but yeah, it doesn't go like it 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 doesn't fit. Hmm. Uh, with you know the thing with the Radiohead version that I find difficult um, is just the lack of 
kind of melodic grounding like there's not a lot you're not sure. going away humming it you're not going away sort of being yes. able to replicate yeah. it well uh, yeah yeah that's the problem with the radiohead version is that it's it's a radiohead song like yeah. they don't <laughs> like they don't you know for the sake of Boone doing a bond film i think yes you're chosen as an artist that's an honor to do a bond film that's how i feel about it so you should at least adjust your sound to fit what you're singing about mm-hmm. or what or what you're representing in my opinion and what what they did was they just did like a Radiohead song, you know, like that could easily have come off like rainbows or or something like something like that, right? So some artists though, like, but that's kind of almost like the the, you know, the everyone has their different school of thought on covers, right? Mm-hmm. It's like because like I like when people try and do covers almost to the T of the other artist, but then a lot of people mm-hmm. like covers that completely change it and make it their own. Yeah, that's what and I, so that's what I feel. And, and, and no, no, some place in between, some place in between oh, yeah. would be perfect. No, that's fine. Yeah. Well, this song, guys, we're, we're replacing. I mean, it did win an Academy Award, so let's see what the roulette gives us instead of sure. Sam Smith. Sure. What do you guys know about James Napier? He's the guy who uh, he's the guy who uh-huh. produced that song with Sam Smith. Do you know anything about him? I do I, not. Jimmy Napes. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't. No, it seems like you know him better than we do. That's for sure. Well, I only know yeah. what I read about him because it was just digging into this song, just a little bit of reading on it. I know that he's won a lot of awards. Uh, Jimmy glo- Napes, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's what he goes by, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, right. Who? So who's the, replacing the him? Out Mapes. Let's see. Sam Smith. Goodbye to Sam Smith, and hello to number twenty-two. Twenty-two is Bruno Mars. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I, I could kind of see 22. it. 22. I actually really love Grenade. I think that's a great song. And Moves uh, Like Jagger is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Moves Like Jagger is actually... It's Maroon uh, 5. Yeah. Oh, crap. Well, I know Bruno Mars <laughs> did Grenade. I love Grenade. He did. I'll yes, he did. That. Bruno Mars also did uh, Uptown Funk. And Uptown he... Funk. And Mark Ronson. It's funny because Mark Ronson's on the list. And Mark Ronson, mm-hmm. I think, and he wrote that song. He's mm-hmm. a big producer for a lot of He's a big producer. He sure is, yeah. Uh, you know what, Bruno Mars? Because uh, I'll be honest with you, I I wasn't a huge fan of his at first because I was just getting I heard him at nauseum and I'm like, okay, he's mm-hmm. catchy, but I was like, I just like I could hear it, it just wasn't sticking. But then I listened to him more and more, and like it's, he's not something like I would per- personally purchase. But um, my girlfriend at the time, a couple years ago, we had got the Uptown Funk album mm-hmm. record, and honestly. I listen to that front to back mm-hmm. many times. It's it good. It's eh? fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I like I like this guy. Well done. I like he, him. And the thing is, is like, uh, regard he is he is talented. He can sing. He can write. He's, and he can dance he's fun too. To watch and he can dance. So he, yes. he's he's a he's a he's very very good at what he does. But so is he I the would, right I sound? Would not, but is he the right well, sound for Spectre though? That's the question, right? I, I agree. But the thing is. I think he's talented enough. He could probably do it. Mm. Yes. I, again, I, I, I just, feel that I, way. I can't, like, because there's, again, he's one of those guys where I'm like, he's so good at what he does, and he, he's multi, he can play many different uh, instruments, and he's, uh, he's definitely, you know, um, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a triple threat. He can do anything. So I know that he could do it. I just, I'm having, I can't picture it, but I know that he would probably put out a good product. I would be interested to hear. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I think it would be really cool to hear. 
with his with like yeah, especially with like uh, how well he's a uh, and his like the production that goes into his songs. Yeah. Do you think that with Bruno Mars on the on the um, on the film that they would maybe adjust the soundtrack cho- choices? Yeah. Would that give would that have given uh, Thomas maybe. Newman a, a little more edge? You know what I mean? Maybe, or, but it all depends on when in the production that this was recorded. I mean, the decision yes. they went with with Sam Smith was, I mean, I'm not going to put too fine a point on it, but I think few would disagree that they wanted a male Adele, right? Like, that's what they yes. were looking to do. Sure. And Bruno Mars certainly isn't that. I mean, he's a very different artist. I think that he yeah. would, but I mean, you mentioned Grenade. I mean, that that's a powerful tune. That's a great yes, song. Exactly. Yeah. I think that, I think that maybe, I think that yes. maybe this would work out really well. And, uh, on those albums, I mean, how many of Bruno Mars's hits are ballads? I mean, uh, he's not a big ballad. He's not well known for the ballad singing so much no. as he is the the dancey fun stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. But um, there are a couple where it's him. I know, and I know that you know he can play the piano. I'm wrong. Yeah, no, he, he's, 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 he's a good artist. Piano. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, and I, I mean, I I I think he could do it. I I think he. I'm now I I really want to hear it to be honest with you. Hmm. Yeah, same. <laughs> well, locked out of heaven. I mean that that's a good tune, isn't it? And that's his. Yeah. I th- I think this would work. I think this would work. I think it would. I think work. we have a consensus here. I think uh, Bruno yeah. Mars is uh, definitely uh, yeah. candidate for doing a better Spectre song than what they chose. Nice one, yeah. I, I, I'm going to go Here's back question, and though. listen to his ballads. I'm going to listen to some of those smaller, yeah. uh, softer songs and see what what Bruno Mars could be if he's given that. Uh, would, I mean, again, you know, other people are better positioned to answer this, but I don't think he has the vocal range that Sam Smith has got. But you don't necessarily yeah. need that. You can bring some of these notes down a bit, right? Yes, absolutely. And um, not only that, do we think that would they create a brand new song for Bruno Mars for Spectre? Mm. Or well. do, do you think Bruno Mars could actually do the song Spectre as written that Sam Smith song? Yeah, I think we're looking to replace well, that's the it. singer that's of... Yeah. That, that's the rules of the game, right? It's more yeah. just replacing, yeah. But I, I, so I'll be honest, I agree with Josh. It would probably be realistic. It would, it would be a different song. Yeah. But I know I know for the rules for this episode and the what if is that mm-hmm. just replacing the artist... Could still do I it. Think, I think he could still do it. But realistically, in my opinion, they would make a different song. Nah. Okay, cool. Well, that's that's food for thought. Shall we move on, guys, and do another? Yeah. Yes. All right, let's give this roulette a spin. Josh, go to the bar, get me another drink, would you please? Jeff, I'd like some pork rinds and what's it? Or if you don't know what what's it's are, let's go I for like Cheetos. Che- oh, yeah, nice. Pork rinds and Cheetos. I'll get you yeah. an angry seller. How about mm-hmm. that? Thank you, sir. Uh, oh, <laughs> gentlemen, it's two. It's num- number two from our show with love. Let's replace <laughs> the singer of this famous Lionel Bart ballad. Goodbye, Matt Monroe. And let's say goodbye with a tear in our eye. Oh, I do. I love Matt Monroe. I like the song, but I'm just saying is that I... Right, so let's say goodbye to Matt Monroe, and let's say hello. Ooh, very interesting. This is 32. Who's 32 from our 60s list? 32 from our Uh, 60s list. Smokey Robinson. Ooh. Smokey Robinson. Ah, okay. Uh... His style, I don't know if it fits I don't the movie. Know. Yeah. Well, let me That's let me my big this thing. Way. Smokey Robin can write a song like nobody else. That mm. guy wrote, oh my God, that guy wrote 
so many hits for other people that I didn't even know about until I watched the documentary. I mean, like I knew that he wrote songs because like yeah. when you're work when you work for Barry Gordy and you write like he was one of the chief writers for half the hits that everyone knows. Mm-hmm, he wrote them for other people, so we know that he can write a song and we know that he can sing. But for uh, this song. I yeah, it's not a great no. fit. I agree. It's not this a is good not fit. a good fit. But the, the, the roulette oh, demanded yeah. that we t- we spoke about this. Oh, of course. So it, it's it, it's challenging I mean, us. He, and here's the conversation. I don't think, <laughs> and I and I don't think this song works for him. That's my. All point. right. Didn't um, am I dreaming this? I must be dreaming this. Yeah, Smokey Robinson. Did he get some sort of like presidential award? No, I, I'm dreaming. I'm thinking of someone else, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Like I was just thinking of those big presidential medal, uh, the, the the medals of honor that they get. Oh, that like well, yeah. There's like a back when they gave no, medal they, of honors to worthy people. Wrong. No, well, there's a yeah, there, yeah. well, there's like the yeah, there's like sort of a a civilian version of it for like uh, artists and yeah. artists and stuff like that. Philanthropists, like like, 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 a, yeah, like a, it's like philanthropy kind it of. It might not be like the presidential honors or something. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's yeah, what it yeah. was, buddy. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. more like it. Yeah, he wouldn't have received a presidential thing. Kennedy Center. That sounds more along the lines. No, 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 anyway, there is a presidential, but yeah, there's. We'll ask yeah. the fact checkers. Uh, but Smokey Robinson, guys, I would. I love the guy. I love his music. I think yeah, as, sure. as you're saying, when I saw that documentary, I presume we're speaking about the same one. I got that holy, holy shit wake up moment like this guy was behind yeah. so much music yeah. so yeah. much music and you know the, the the acts that he's associated with too several of whom are on the 60s list and the yeah, 70s list i don't know i i just don't think from russia with love it's gonna no. it's gonna go is it it's just not no, a good yeah. fit unfortunately we have the music and this and the visual style and the story elements of from Russia with love yeah and yeah. I just don't I, I just, just I just don't think they mesh with Smokey Robinson's song no I, I I'm sure that he could do it a hundred percent yeah of course he could have to yeah. change his style from what it was to adapt right. to that to, mm-hmm. to that and I also don't see him being chosen at this time period in 1963 I, I believe yeah. like mm-hmm. I don't yeah. I, I don't see him being chosen no uh, at I agree time. I agree with you hindsight's 2020 obvious for obvious reasons. Well, if you think about karaoke and what it is, like let, let's look at this in a different way. If we've got everything Matt Monroe had apart from Matt Monroe in singing the song, so you've got the same musicians, the same everything, you give Smokey Robinson a microphone, do we like what he does? I, I, I like what he does, I think, but it's not going to be the same song. You're not going to exactly. have that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think it would just, it, it's about tone here and i don't it is, yeah. think it would be the right tone but see josh you said that you're not a fan of the matt monroe song i like it quite a bit so i no, would no, be no, less no. likely i said that what i said was is that i can see i wouldn't cry if that wasn't if that was changed okay right i i actually love that song as well but i feel that it can easily be changed but you, again you have to adapt it you have to adapt whichever singer you're choosing uh to that film you have mm. to make that song work with that film. That's the only thing. Okay. And unfortunately, and Matt Monroe's "From March of Love," uh, which works so well with the music that John Barry made for "From March of Love." So, okay, no problem. I think I think we're all saying the same thing. That yeah, we're all saying the same thing. From Russia with Love, like there are a lot of artists here that would have uh, maybe maybe competed a little better, but Smokey's just in a different world, isn't he? 
I, you know what? Well, uh, yeah, exactly. I think it would have been interesting if we had like a Frank Sinatra or a Dean Martin or something like that. Yeah. That's, Sorry that we didn't, but the roulette. No, no, don't apologize. Yeah. Right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> roulette's, the roulette's a dick. Let's see where we're going next, gentlemen, in the Bond universe. Moving on. And the wave from 1963 and saying hello to. Oh, very interesting. Hello, Roger Moore, for your eyes only. Bond 12, 1981. Ooh, so let's take out our 80s lists here now and have a look. Ooh, we got some awesome names here, too, don't oh we? This is our era, gentlemen. We should be able to talk about everybody on this list without needing to resort to our phones. So who is it then? I'm, I'm, the suspense is killing me. Yeah. All right, let's find out. There's a couple that I'm like, man. <laughs> Bill Collins at this point that he's out on. Man, I was I was just gonna say I would kind of like to see that. Or well, that. let's let's see. We've landed on Red 16, and on my list here, Red 16 is Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel. You know what? Interesting. You know what? For your eyes only. Was he still with Genesis at that time? Like, when did he go yep. solo? Because he would still be with Genesis. That's a good That's a good call there, Josh. Uh, Aren't those just... artists splitting up and doing their own separate things? Uh, actually, he was, uh, he did solo stuff from 75, I think. But he, but he hadn't actually left, had he? I don't think so. Well, if, he's, if he was solo then, that's fine, absolutely. But was he big, was he a popular solo act at the time? Like, yeah. I, I know, like, 84 and stuff and onwards, like, I mean, he had, like, a lot of great singles and whatnot. I mean, look at well, Sledgehammer, right, and, and Froggy and all that kind of stuff. Well, because he had a solo album in 1980, and I'll be honest, some of those songs I just don't know the names of, but I probably know the songs. Uh, no, you're right, Jeff. He left in 1975, so he okay. he was away from Genesis really much earlier than I had thought. Um, yeah, I was almost 10 years out. So, yeah, he's definitely uh, up for it, and we don't have yep. to change any of those goalposts. No, yeah, uh, I think even Gabriel would work with uh, Bill Connie's score. To be honest with you, like I can even see him, like I can see him blatantly doing like uh, and, Shina Easton's like like exact vocals for the song. You know, I can definitely see that. I, I, so. I know that's the rule yeah. as well, but I can totally see him covering those mm -hmm. those lyrics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, I mean, Peter Gabriel is so uh, he's such a different, you know, he he's so different. I I mean, I'm trying to think of better words here. Uh, but yeah, I could I could totally see it. Just being the year and and the style, Although, and, and just him. I don't know. I yeah, this because could he's work. known for his own music as well, not just his own singing, but his own music and production. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can actually see them probably even if they got Gabriel. I could even see them possibly removing Bill Conti from the equation and then mm -hmm. having Gabriel do the score and the and the song as well. Oh wow, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, but yeah. I, I don't know. Bill Conti, yeah. Nah, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna cut him out because he was <laughs> no. John Barry's recommendation. Yeah, Peter. But I'll I'll be honest, man. I would I would love to hear uh, that. It would be song. quite different, would, though, wouldn't it? Like, think, guys. All of the Roger Moore films, apart from uh, up to this date, apart from Live and Let Die, have got a strong female vocalist, and True. we've got Octopussy right. coming next, which of course has a strong female vocalist. And now we're gonna we're gonna follow up Bassie in Moonraker with Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. 
Would that work for Roger Moore's James Bond? Having Peter no. Gabriel sing? I just don't think it, it would, would, would no, it? It, it? No. But to be but, fair, but well, the, the, yeah. For Your Eyes Only was kind of like the same thing they wanted to do with On Her Majesty's Secret Service. They wanted to bring Bond back to Earth, right? Especially yeah. after Moonrake. Yeah. And they wanted to ground him. And they wanted to get, I think they wanted to get a different sound than what they had before, a different feeling. Hmm. So Gabriel would have also been a good artistic choice as well as a good aesthetic choice. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I, and I guess you could say the same for Bowie, right? Had he been selected yes. here too. Yes. I would be I would be very excited to hear his version of that song, I'm going to be honest with you. I think all of these songs would be great to hear, like, you know, a cover album of Bond songs with all of these selections. But... And Peter Collins doing, uh, but, but to go back to the other Genesis member, uh, mm -hmm. Phil Collins. Yeah, I was thinking that would list. be. Cool. He would do an awesome Fury Eyes yes, Only, in my would. opinion. Yep, and this is exactly like this is the year he had his very first solo album. This is when he was uh, fresh as a as a solo artist with you know like, uh, um, in in the air tonight. Like this is the one where it was uh, Face Value, which is a fantastic album. Speaking of Phil Collins, on uh, on an on another on a side note. Uh, after watching uh, Perry Mason on HBO, mm -hmm. uh, my parents oh, man, are, now, are now watching. My parents finally started watching The Americans, oh, and my dad loves yeah. the music in there. And you know oh, how, yeah. like in the in the pilot episode, they use like Tusk, but they yeah. also use, of course, that Phil Collins song uh, in the air tonight, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. So I was so yeah, I'm very happy about that. That's just what that reminded me of Phil Collins. Perry, I'm just gonna say Perry Mason, the the, the new uh, sort of the new take I on it. See it so uh, bad. It, it is. Absolutely amazing. Is it it's good? Raymond yeah. Chandler Pretty, novel. That's what I've heard. Yeah. It's a Raymond Chandler novel. And it's like not the in the fifties, like yeah. like the TV show. It's in the thirties. But man, it is amazing. Anyways, off topic, but that is a fantastic show. Also, People's... Matthew Reese for the next James Bond. Oh. I'm that's, that's that, that, I've always felt that way, but uh, it, it, well, will, it will never it, ever happen though. It, I know, but I would love to see him as Bond as well. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Shock the monkey, Peter Gabriel's song from 1982. Yeah, that one. I remember that tune. Shock the monkey. Yeah. There was a frog one, too, or something, right? That was, that was like in the late 80s, I think, 87. You think of the Frogger, the video game. No, there was, there was actually, like, I remember watching, like, a pop-up video, and, was, and uh, they had they showed that Peter Gabriel one all the time with him. Like, it's like a terrible oh. CGI of the period. Oh, yeah. Like a bunch yeah, of you're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. Cool. Yeah. Well, Peter Gabriel doing For Your Eyes Only, I personally wouldn't like it. I like the Sheena Easton tune. Um <laughs> But I, I, like I can see it I happening. Like it. Mm -hmm. Although not, I, I don't think he's... And I know I don't, you like it, Jeff. I remember when we watched the movie, like oh, a, when we were at the apartment, you like kept singing that. It's like an earworm. Oh, you sing that all Oh, my time. God. I had it in my head for so long. So long. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, uh, I don't know. Peter Gabriel, I don't think is going to sit in a studio box and be told what to do, to be honest. I... I don't think well, he's. That's what I'm saying is is that he would hijack like think the music yeah. production of the I think, movie. I think Josh is onto something there. You might be right, buddy. You could be right, but Bill Conti, yeah. you know, he's not going to let him do that. So now I don't. I don't see this working. I, just I can don't actually see, it see him turning. I can actually see Gabriel turning them down. To be honest with you. Yeah, he's a bit above Bond, isn't he? I mean, in terms of I like esoteric and whatnot. Yeah, esoteric for sure, and he's eccentric in his own way. As he's well. eccentric. I think he, because yeah. I was thinking like he's a bit too off the wall, maybe. Uh, but he is quintessentially English, though. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, that, Salisbury yeah, Hill. Sure. You think of oh, that, and that song is amazing. Maybe he would do it. Maybe he would say, "Yeah, I'd love to contribute to this franchise." Maybe who knows? Who the fuck am I to well, say? That's, you know, that, that's yeah. the thing. Well, that's we have, the thing. We all have our opinions, right? Mm. So. 
All right, let's move away then from For Your Eyes Only and see That's what, cool. That's see what the big, roulette... Uh, you know, head scratcher on that one. It's a head scratcher, yeah. All right, gents, we'll uh, scratch your head upon this one. We're going to bond number 20... Bond number 23, sorry, I was about to say 24. I'm like, Skyfall. Bond, bond number 23, oh. Skyfall, yeah. Okay. okay. Going to Skyfall. I can't imagine what could replace Adele's song, I know, but... really. But we're going to. We have to replace Adele's song. Something happens. She uh, she can't I make feel it. I like Florence of the Machine, probably. Like Florence Welch, I think, well, was the song. Yeah, see, yeah I, I can see that. Yeah. Well, Adele can't make it to the recording session, so we have to go with our 17th artist, and that's Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> I'm afraid. Uh, That's Carly Ray. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, sorry. I was getting ahead of myself. That's not Carly Ray Jepsen at all. That's number 18 on my list. Number 17 on my list is Katy Perry. Katy Perry singing oh. Skyfall. <laughs> maybe I should have stayed with the uh, the incorrect Carly Ray, but it Call is actually... Baby. That's all you got to say. Call <laughs> it's Katy Perry, guys. Skyfall. <laughs> you know, um, you know, if she decided to go no. retro on her own, like, and wanted to really, it probably had, a, she would probably have like a huge uh, critical reaction before the song even came out by the fan wow. base. Like, yeah. there would be a lot of people up in arms, like there were with sure. Billie Eilish doing the next mm. Bond song. Mm -hmm. So it's possible she might surprise people, and maybe that maybe uh, she might do just something that she normally doesn't do and push herself to do it good, and then maybe that her career would be better, like her music story would would would, mm. would be better afterwards. Well, she can sing it. There's no doubt about that. Like, uh, she's not as good a vocalist as Adele. No, that's, a, that's And she's auto-tuned, I'm sure, and all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, she is. She is. And but, I mean, I, nah, she could yeah. do the song. She could sing the notes, but I yeah, just don't think they would have the impact. Good, In my opinion, and no. I, I, maybe I'm going to sound like a dick here, but, she, I mean, she's a she's a very she's a very attractive, like, pop, pop star, mm -hmm. singer, and I... I like um, how she does a lot of good things. Like she does like philanthropy, and she's she's very vocal about politics and you know all that stuff. Vote, and so she does. Um, you know she uses her powers for good, and I mean she, you know everyone's had uh, you know controversies here and there. I I just think as one of those in the two thousands and two thousand and tens, even though she's very you know, she's like probably in the top echelon of of solo female pop singers um, for. Um, her voice quality and singing prowess, she's actually, I would say she's at the bottom, whereas mm. she doesn't have the quality. And again, this is my opinion. But if you look, if you compare her to like Taylor Swift, Lady Gaga, these kind of strong female vocalists, and those 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 two, for example, are like, they can really sing. Like there's, like, even if you don't like them, you can't deny that they have insane voices and it's just pure talent. Mm -hmm. Katy Perry can sing, but... If you notice that she's always more overproduced, auto-tuned, there's a lot of like tone correction. Like Katy mm -hmm. Perry can sing, but it's I don't. She doesn't have like the quality of a voice compared to some others. So I don't you, see her doing a good job of this. You I made don't, a good yeah. point, Jeff, about uh, you know about her, you know, aesthetically about Katy Perry, and I'm talking about her like being attractive, as you said. I'm talking about like aesthetically. Look at like California Dreams or Dreaming or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Like or uh, that whole visual aesthetic that she puts on, like that like Katie Keene, Archie Comics era, yeah. mm -hmm. like that 50s style. I could yeah. totally see her at least oh, on that, a visual yes. level adopting oh, like a retro 1960s sure. Bond yeah. film. Yes, like, I yes. could see a, I could see a music I could see a music oh, video of her dressed up like 
I dare say, uh, as Ursula Andress coming out yeah. of the surf, like yeah, Kelly yeah. style. Oh, 100%. Or she would have, it would be great. Or, or looking like maybe Tiffany Case or something like that. I don't know. But all I'm trying to say is, is that she could yeah. aesthetically carry uh, oh. the old school Bond yeah. look, no problem. Oh, and maybe, just maybe, she might adapt her current style yeah. for that and Possible. maybe challenge herself. It's a possibility. And that's no, what makes it a what-if scenario. And I agree with you on that. So I think that if she if she tried to, I mean, I think she would do her best. She would obviously, you know, put the, you know, the the correct foot forward and do it. Yes. I just don't think the final product would be no. high enough quality. And not only that, uh, for what they were going with Skyfall in particular, for like the Bond 50th anniversary for the yeah, movie that they Mendes would never have make. gone for her. Would Katy Perry would yeah, never yeah. would never no. been chosen by I, Sam Mendes or anyone in that production I whatsoever. Just, I just find Katy Perry's too nasally, but I don't know if that's just her voice or that's also just a lot of like the pitch correction and because I know that she's got a style of voice and how she does it. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if that's her naturally or that's also how like a lot of artists they have a certain sort of like everyone knows they got a certain like range or style which sometimes is them or it's how it's been produced and they just kind of it's almost like a crutch so i don't know if she could change that and and use it towards the song or the the difficulty is too i think jeff you mentioned this a while ago that with these 60s acts it was during our bowie conversation a lot of these 60s acts were singers who would put their names and their voices to different projects but they wouldn't necessarily bring their environment onto that project whereas in the case of the later artists like this because they are such huge figures with their followings their cultures and, and and their gangs their crews i think Katy perry for skyfall would have brought not just a voice that maybe could do it, but not as well as Adele. It would also have brought a lot of tone with it that didn't fit what Josh is saying, the 50th anniversary. Yes. It yeah. is what the film wants. So I, I feel like we're on the same page here, guys. I, I would maybe... I, I don't doubt she could sing, but I don't think it really fits. No. It just no. doesn't fit. But, you know, guys, look at our two from the 2010s. Bruno Mars is definitely the better shout for Spectre, isn't he, over oh, Katy Perry yeah. for Skyfall? 100%. 100%. And just, you know, Josh, you mentioned Florence and Florence and the Machine. Uh, because yeah. that is the rest, and because it's the end of our 2010 selections, we can cross that. We had all sorts of artists here that we didn't talk about. Taylor Swift being one of them, Pharrell yep. Williams, Beyonce, Kanye West, Arcade Fire would be yep. doing a would do a cool Arcade Fire doing uh, an updated Honor Majesty Secret Service would be fun. Um, yeah. Even though David Arnold did a great one. Uh, I always thought that uh, Metric's Gold Gun Girls, I always found that was kind of like a Bond song mm-hmm. in a way. I, I think Metric could do a cool Bond song as well. Ah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. What about Michael Bublé, another one on our list here? Bublé absolutely oh, yeah, could he, do a Bond oh, song. Yeah, he could. Yeah. If they wanted to get uh, Bublé to do a Bond song, he'd be I good. think, yeah, I could see him being on a short list like right off the bat. Right. But that's that, if they're uh, going for a very books. retro, old school. For that, yeah. exactly. That so, Matt yes. Monroe sort of feel. Um, did you ever hear Bublé's version? Uh, he did. He actually recorded a cover of like the old Spider-Man song. He did it for yes, uh, I did. Yeah. for Spider-Man. That is a great cover. That he, it's cool. He, that he, he did. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of see him doing that sure. retro style for Bond. Oh, yeah. we've, we've also got uh, Jason Derulo, Lord, Ariana Grande, the Black Eyed Peas, <laughs> Selena Gomez, Avicii. Selena Gomez, no. Daft maybe Punk. Ed Sheeran. Maybe. Ed Sheeran oh, is on this list, I, yeah. Ed Sheeran I could see. Yeah, he's I think very, so. You know, they need to have like Shorshi Ronan as like the Bond girl, though, because he's like an, she's like in all his videos. 
Yeah, that's true. She is. I saw her in Little Women recently. Man, that's a good movie. Good movie. I just saw it on Amazon. Yeah, good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's good yarn. Anyway, right. So that's us leaving the 2010s behind. Sorry, Katy Perry. You do not pass our test. Um, no, just don't. Do not. All right. Let's see where we're going next, gents. Uh, we ha- haven't hit a Dalton yet. Oh. Of course, there's only well, two. Hit a Roger Moore in most <laughs> that's, that's right. Probably. Well, that's not how our show worked, does it? We're waiting forever to get to Roger. Uh, All right, we're going to number six. Oh, shit. Red 16, License to Kill. Look, I called it. And do you know what's well, funny about that? Any the entire would be good. All the time, all the time during the show that I wanted to watch. Remember when we were, were reviewing them, I kept thinking License to Kill is coming next. License yes. to Kill is coming. And it yeah, never fucking yeah. did. <laughs> Here we are. License to Kill, 1989. Okay. Well, it's not Oh, could you imagine? Janet Jackson. Wow. <laughs> Janet Jackson would be a great Bond singer. Let's see. She is on our list. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. It is Red Five. Red Five. Huey Lewis and the News. Oh man. Yeah, I got a I got a new drug. <laughs> Huey Lewis, License to Kill. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I don't think so. I love him. Just a few years before, they did the Back to the Future soundtrack. Oh, you don't yeah. have to tell me about that. I'm well aware of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that album, Sports, and, uh, you know, back in the day, I think that was 85. Aren't they actually going to remake yeah. uh, Back to the Future, I heard, or something? Or they do a sequel? Or... Well, I I think there's something about a, a reboot. Yeah, maybe a reboot, which I don't know about. Uh, I'm, I don't know. So... If I, I was talking to someone, I forget who it was, and they said who would make a good Michael J. Uh, Jacob Fox replacement would be like Tom Holland as Marty. And I could totally see that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, I back to uh, Bond here, though. Yeah. Anything would be better than the song they chose for that movie, in my opinion. So yes. I'd, be, I'd be open to hearing what Huey Lewis could bring to a Bond movie. But at the same time, aesthetically, know, it just doesn't match up with License to Kill, uh-huh. in my opinion. No, she, Huey Lewis would be so. would be replacing Gladys Knight. You got to yeah, remember, yeah. he's not bringing his own song. Yeah, he's it's the same no. song. I just don't. I don't see. I don't know. I just, <laughs> just trying to sing it out, and I'm just just not working. I mean, that yeah. usually happens anyways when I sing anything, but I just yeah, it's just not working. I can't. I can't do it. I can't put Huey Lewis in the news yeah. where Gladys no. Knight is. No. Nope. I'm picturing even like the music video is totally different now as well, like the opening Absolutely. titles and stuff. And yeah. this doesn't fit the tone of the movie either. No, nope, it doesn't. <laughs> like, no, none of this works. Like, yes, he's a chart-topping artist at this time. He's relevant, but that's about it. It it doesn't make sense at all. I'm looking at this list right now just for the sake of conversation. And uh, the police could do License to Kill, I feel. Uh, even Maybe. Prince, Prince could... Prince could do License to Kill. Oh, Prince yeah. could do anything. I mean, that's do. the thing. It's like Prince could do anything. Yeah. I can't really. It's uh, like it doesn't. It doesn't. He could do anything. He would be a good fit for Bond song. So guys, this, I mean, this is it. You're just saying no to this one, and I, I'm, I'm agreeing. But it is funny to, to picture it happening. Of course, of course, oh, it, of course is. it is. All right, let's move away then from License to Kill. Uh, Josh, Jeff, you didn't like the song much anyway, did you? No, I, I liked it more than you guys did. I didn't think the song was that bad, and I. It wasn't uh, great. I, I didn't like it. All right, uh, Jeff, it's your turn to run to the bar. Oh, okay. What was it like? Uh, I need a wet wipe for my um, cheesy fingers. Is that a drink? 
<laughs> the whole sentence, man. The whole sentence. My favorite drink is I need a wet wipe for my cheesy fingers. <laughs> I'm going to be surprised if that's literally a drink you can order. Uh-huh. All right, guys. Black 10. Black. Oh, Black 10. What am that, I doing? That's a nightcap drink. If Wait I a minute. <laughs> if I screwed this up. Yeah. The Spy Who Loved Me, 1977, the 10th Bond film. Okay. How can you replace that? I know, right? That's replacing that's a classic. We are replacing a classic. But yeah. open up your 70s lists because here we go. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Carly Simon did it so well. So very well. I'm Carly Simon. Oh, I'm thinking oh, I can no. easily do it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Not easily, no, but I'm... I can see them doing it. The Clash. Well, gentlemen, hold on to your seats. It's Red 31. That's Meatloaf. Oh, my God. <laughs> meatloaf. But... Uh... Guess what? Like a holy shit coincidence, Red 31 gives us Meatloaf 1977. This is the year well, that, that Bad Out of that, Hell's released. That, so, uh, so he would have been, he, he been at the, on the top. He would have been there. He would have yeah. been. He would have been on the top of the Rolodex for artists. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Uh, and if you think of the ballads, the power ballads in that album, you know, he he could do it. It's not soft. I, I could see him He's not going to do it soft. Sure. He's not yeah. going to do it soft. Oh, God. I'm just this is silence where we're all trying to picture it right yeah nobody does it better by the dashboard light (laughs) (laughs) no I don't see it he's like I will will do any song for Bomb but I won't do that (laughs) I would do and I would sing any song for Bomb but I won't sing sing this Uh, okay. I still think Meatloaf is a good shout here. I'm going to say yes to Meatloaf singing The Spy Who Loved Me. I'll say yes. To, on, I'm saying, I'm going to say yes on, to this. On the, on the slimmest grounds, I'll say yes. It's not, it's, it, yeah, okay, it's slim. Only because the original is such a beauty, right? Yes, that's, that's influencing my choice. That, that is certain. But if you think of Bad Out of Hell, and this is really from 1977, the only thing that I'm, I'm going on okay yeah that's fine like if you think about the songs on that album yes you like two out of three ain't bad or was that the second album was that back no no no. two out of three ain't bad came from bad out of hell didn't it yes it did yeah yeah that's that's a lovely tune i i like yeah. this i do i'm thinking about it i like i can see meatloaf doing a good job with this song i don't deny that i just can't oh yeah hear it. I mean, and that's, I that, that's, yeah. that's that's that's, that's I my own bias. That, and I agree with you. That's that's what I'm coming to. I know he'd do a good job. I just don't. I can't. You took the I words can't. right out of my mouth. Yeah. Ah, must have been when you were kissing me. Okay. Right. I, I think I guess we're talking we're talking across purposes because I'm just going through the the, the tracks I remember <laughs> no, now. That's fine. But that's fine. I, I kind of want Ozzy Osbourne or Black Sabbath to cover it. That would have been awesome. Can you imagine them covering that song? Oof. Well, what's the and, difference? I mean, Meatloaf's hired rock. He's a little bit more. What's the um, difference? Well, yeah. Ozzy would have ripped the head off that album. <laughs> <laughs> he'd have eaten. He'd have eaten the album. Seventy-seven. Black Sabbath has just released. Uh, Black Sabbath. Never say die is on the way, right? Seventy-eight. Uh, Never 70, say die. Uh, Seventy-eight. Yeah. No. Technical X. Ex- like technical ecstasy. That's the Bond title in itself, right there. Never yeah. say die. It's, it never Wasn't say it like die. A John Garden's novel called Never Say Die. I'm pretty sure there was. 
Never well, Say Dead was the last album that yeah. Ozzy was on with Black Sabbath. That was 78, and Technical Ecstasy was 77. 77 uh, 76. Like 76. Oh, I love it, man. See that song, Dirty Women? That is an awesome song. We used to jam Remember to that all the time. Remember when took over? No, he uh, didn't take over till 80 with Heaven like, and Hell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wait, that was my first Black that... Sabbath experience was that album, actually. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. I think you gave me the CD, Scott, actually. Probably did, yeah, probably did. Right, so Meatloaf, you guys, you're quick to dismiss Meatloaf. You're quick to throw him in the trash. I'm not as quick to throw uh, him in the trash. I was saying, I just don't, I, I can see him doing it. I just can't hear it. Uh, you're you're a big Meatloaf hater. You something about him, Josh, you just don't like him. <laughs> I appreciate him more now than I did before. I thought he was like a quasi-comedic act, like Weird Al Yankovic or something like that. That's why, see? Like, you've I never like, taken him seriously. I liked seriously. him in uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show for that short stint he was in. That's, that's what I was referring to, about him on the yeah. motorbike and, and the and the crowbar yeah. or the ice pick or whatever the fuck it was. There was a long-standing joke with my friend Steve. Josh probably knows this joke, too. When I was watching it, and I, Josh didn't watch it with me. The first time I watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show, I think I was like 15 or something. I watched it and, in full class. And... Uh, I was watching it with Steve, my friend Steve, and uh, I didn't understand what was going on, and and so they were they were there was a scene where they're like eating them, right? Like they're cutting up the, and I was like, they're cutting up the dinner, and I'm like, oh, it's meatloaf, and everyone laughed because it's like joke, because they're like, are they eating meatloaf? Mm, cutting like, up no, the it's meatloaf. Like, but they are ketchup? eating meatloaf. Like, uh, and I, meatloaf I just, and ketchup is a, a great, it's a great meal. Oh man, so good. Yeah, but I just thought it was funny because then I was like, oh, it's meatloaf. Like no, it's not. I'm like. Yes, it is. I think because I meant like they were eating meatloaf, but not actually eating meatloaf. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. It was it was funny at the time. Lost in a double entendre. Yes, exactly. There you go. There yes. You go. Okay, let's move away then from uh, the spy love me. <laughs> yeah. I feel as though we tortured and tormented our poor meatloaf there. <laughs> no kidding. I I still like it. I hate it more Because Carly Simon and meatloaf, you can't get further from the spectrum. Who thought? Nice. <laughs> Bond 18, gents. Bond 18 brings me over to Tomorrow Never Dies. Let's get rid of Cheryl Crow, shall we? And see who we replace her with. Is Katie Lang on that list? Because that would be funny. No, she sang a Bond song. She can't be. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right. Thanks for that drink, by the way, Jeff. It was awesome. I downed it rather quickly. Okay, Red 16 on the 1990s list. Red 16, where am I? Red 16, it's Bon Jovi. Oh, boy. Bon Jovi, Tomorrow Never Dies. Cheryl, come yep. back. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Come on, where's the Jovi love? I, I think that... Uh, none. I can see this. I'm not going to find any over here. Boom, 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 I'm sorry for Bon Jovi fans. The guy is a poser. Is he? He thinks that, like, he he basically is calling, I don't know, I just feel like he's trying to imitate other acts that are much better and talented than him, and and he easily gets those people. He's like the Trump of music, in my opinion, of rock and roll music. Okay, you've heard it here first. Bon Jovi is the Donald Trump of music. Okay. Hear that? That was Instagram blowing up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I, I am not a fan of Bon Jovi. I have never been a fan of Bon Jovi. Uh, I take it back. I, bon Jovi is way more talented than Trump. But, uh, yeah, but so was the the crumb that I have for my toast. On my <laughs> true. True. Um, it, but look, I mean, I, I I don't see it. I really don't. I don't see it, and I well, don't want to. 
see it. We talked long and colorfully about how Cheryl Crow didn't fit that song. Right. So you're now right. your chance is to replace Crow with Bon Jovi, and you're saying no, keep her there? Yes, simply because A, female artist, B, her, I prefer Cheryl Crow's music to Bon Jovi's. Now, I will say that if Bon Jovi decided to adapt his style to a Bond film, like if they told him that we're giving you this big movie to, to do, and but remember that we have a tradition, a type of music that we're playing, mm-hmm. and if Bon Jovi comes up with a good cover, then I will... I will I will willingly accept that if he if he if he actually yeah, uses like that's fine. the talent that he has right. instead of you know uh, I, I don't know like do you just think he's a has been is that is that well, where the is that where the criticism is coming saying from is like we all know that like so all these people are professional musicians they've been around for a long time they they know what they're doing but it's it he might put do a good like he might we know he he. He wears a pair of jeans well. I'll give him that, okay? But I just I just don't see this. And I don't necessarily want to see demogra- this. It's the wrong demographic, yeah. I, I think, for a yeah. Bond film, in my opinion. Okay, right. Well, Bon Jovi. Um... Unless Shot in the Heart was all about Paris being killed by uh, Dr. <laughs> Kaufman there. <laughs> Bad medicine, you mean? Bad medicine, yeah, exactly, yeah. All right, Bon Jovi, go back to New Jersey. Nobody wants you here. because of Barney from How I Met Your Mother, but that's about it. And also mid '90s Bon Jovi. I don't know. Like I mean, you know, I guess he had just done Young Guns too, or whatever. Well, look, his plane, his plane's already departed. Okay, we've moved on. Thank it's God. It's Bon okay, num- number nine, the man with the golden gun. 1970s Ooh, lists, guys. Anything would be better than Lulu? Anything well? Oh, uh, you better hold your tongue, buddy. You don't know what you, we, we might get in trouble here. Let's see. If not Lulu, and that's that's kind of a, a guilty pleasure of mine, not too. I quite like it. It's a shower that's song. The whole, that's the whole point of the scene. It's a, that, that song. It's a guilty pleasure song. Nineteen seventy. Get your sheets out. Oh, of course, your sheets are different because we've re-randomized the list. It's Red Twelve. Red Twelve brings me to the Bee Gees. The man with the golden gun. By the Bee Gees. That's all I have to say. Why did you jinx it, Josh? You've taken two back. Right, come on, get your night fever on. Let's go. Uh If anybody knows, Um, I have nothing against the Bee Gees. I just don't listen to them or want to listen to them. Oh, come on. I have everything against the Bee Gees, but uh, and I don't listen to them, but. I know that a lot of people like them, and they were a big deal in the seventies. But you know, so was the gas shortage. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, why had to, that's why they had to come up with the Solex agitator, right? Because of the energy shortage. There you go. Yeah, bringing it back. Uh, Nineteen seventy-four. The Bee Gees have released uh, an album called Mister Natural. Is that where yeah. all the Saturday Night Fever stuff was? It Saturday Night Fever, like uh, 77? 77. Or is it seventy-five? I can't remember now. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, 77. Were they past their best at this point or, or just kind of getting there? Oh, no, no. They, um, 74 they still feels kind of early to me. Is this okay? Oh, yeah, man. Are you kidding me? Of course they did. Staying alive and, like you say, oh, all, all that stuff. Uh, 77. So, but no, but the thing is, the, the Bee Gees have been around since the 60s, right? Uh, like they've been doing stuff since the mid '60s as young kids, and they had a lot of pull because like they did a lot of producing too. I they believe. did a lot of producing, and, and so like 
you know, one of the brothers was uh, friends with that. Like they, 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 they were all over the, like they had a lot of pull. Um, but, uh, and they were like, they're huge. Uh, and everyone, like at this point, like they were, you know, uh, water cooler talk and stuff like that. I mean, they got bigger by Saturday Night Fever, obviously, but, um, I don't, see them doing this song which one which one of the gents which one of the Gibb brothers has passed away most of them or both of them have well no there's three that were there's there's more than three brothers I think because there was one that wasn't in the band and he was some he did other things right but um I I find I could be wrong let me but uh I think there's one left uh but anyways, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I'm looking here now. Barry, Robin, and Maurice Gibb, the three of them. Robin yeah. and Maurice are both passed away. Oh, no, okay. Barry's still alive. And it was, was Barry crazy. who had the big falsetto voice yeah, sorry. that they used three. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Right, well, there's not much to say here, guys, I guess. Mm. Do, you want, do you want to pull a mulligan? You're allowed a mulligan for each era. Uh, yes, let's do a mulligan for the 70s, especially Mulli- for the Man with the Golden Gun. Mulligan yeah. for this uh, one? I don't know why, especially for the Man with the Golden Gun. I just think I just want just to do a mulligan period, so. Okay, here's our mulligan then. We really don't want the Bee Gees singing this song. Brock- I, I Broccoli probably didn't either. I, I'm, I'm sorry for any of the fans that are fans of the Bee Gees. I apologize. All yes, right. I'm sorry about that, and for Bon Jovi fans as well. Well, we've unceremoniously kicked the Gibb brothers out of the studio, and <laughs> we've replaced them with Red Three, which is Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> well, I, I, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. All right. Well, over to you, my friend. The, well, the song, the song uh, you that, need to that, fit. The that, song you need opening, to fit is the Man with the Golden opening, Gun. Yeah, that opening guitar uh, thing at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there'd be a very, I'd uh, be a very bluesy, raucous version of it. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, look, I love Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And I don't know, are we going with Crosby, Stills, and Nash, or Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? I what guess I, we're going just yeah. Because you have yeah, okay. Anyways, um, in 1974, they were hot shit because they were touring uh, with. Young at this time, uh, they also had just put out an album called So Far, which is kind of like the greatest hits. So they were huge. They were filling stadiums like, uh, like like full full like football stadiums, like hundred like huge. But I don't see them doing this song. Okay, well they they are. So we've kicked the Bee Gees out. So um, there's they they've got a good harmony too, don't they? These guys. Oh, they're, they're har- like in yeah. I think for rock band, I mean, there's a lot, and I know there's some I'm forgetting, but they're one of the best in my opinion. Like I, I'm, I'm biased. What's one of the most well-known songs? Is it Guinevere? Uh, Guinevere, yes, but um, it's Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. Yeah, I would say uh, Sweet Judy is, Blue Eyes, is, and and the harmonies of that, and that's just like, they just have pure talent, it, yeah. because they like. I mean, this is. I mean, obviously there was producing involved, but the fact is, is they could just do that. There's no pitch correction, tone, auto tune. I mean, this is before that, and they would just, they could just hit those notes and do it. Yes. Uh, and now the thing is, they were the product of their own downfall because they started to like, they had big heads, and they were also perfectionists, and they couldn't agree. 
and so they broke up and a lot of drugs and stuff like that. The usual story. I mean, the, kind of like how they kind of fell apart was kind of like how, you know, nowadays it's like cliche. But their their harmonies are second to none. They can just – it was it's amazing. And uh, I, I just don't see them doing that song, though. I, I, sure, I mean, I'd listen to it no matter what, but I just mm-hmm. don't – I don't see it happening. All right. Is it true that Neil Young is actually married to Daryl Hannah? Uh, I don't know if he's legally married, but like they, yeah, he actually, it's weird because he had left his wife of many, 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 many years and he was with, I, I, you know, I can't remember if he's still with her, but yeah. And he's like 25. Yeah. Like I'm trying to figure out how does that, how does that happen? Like how does, how do they meet? I don't don't remember how they met, but it, it seemed like they were kismet for Again, they could still be together, but when I, I we heard the rumor, they they were very much together, and it was a like, they seemed very good. Mm. Maybe they still are, but yeah, that that is true. All right, well, but Crosby. I, but I don't know that's if that's I don't the music. Know that's legally that's showbiz. That's the music industry. Yeah. kind of those kind of age gaps, especially back then, right? Yeah. No, this is recent. Well, I think I think he's married to her now. Yeah, that's, that's the, like the last, if that's like, like you know, fuck it, I'm just gonna check. I'm just gonna check oh, because. No, that's like 10, Last eight to ten years. Uh, I'm talking. To be fair, like, I haven't seen Daryl Hannah since maybe Kill Bill. Oh no, no, this is after that. I'm talking like like. Oh, I know. I was wondering what she's been up to, though. I, I was just how much. Well, like, yeah. I, apparently, I according to her um, Wikipedia page, she is indeed married to Neil Young. Yeah, married are, in 2018. Yeah, right. Yep. Hmm. All right. Well, let's leave uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Um, uh, I I don't see this either. The, but I'm skeptical. I, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see Crosby, Stills, and Nash sing a Bond song, but it's just not in their wheelhouse, is it? No. Who, who on that list do you think, uh, the list, just for the sake of Man of the Golden Gun, for the sake of conversation, yeah. who on that list do you think would do a good cover of Man of the Golden Gun? Santana. Santana? Oh, How about yeah. Black Sabbath? Black, well, Alice Cooper did one, so it's kind of like. I think yeah. that's probably where we're just Fleetwood Mac, yeah. Mac, maybe something along the lines of the chain, maybe like uh, they could possibly do it, do it as well. It would have to be somebody who could who could kind of uh, give them some cheesy flavor, you know, a little bit of uh, camp. And I think Santana's guitar, I think he could do some awesome stuff there Queen. and just give those kind of weird Black Magic Woman vibe think, to it. I think yeah. Queen might be able to do it. Yeah. Queen could do it. Yes, Queen could. Well, Queen can do almost anything. Can, yeah, can you imagine the Leonard Cohen version of that? Oh, man. <laughs> it would be class, wouldn't it? Oh, I'd be man. curious to see uh, Elton John. He has the power. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think Elton, I think Elton John um, would be interesting, too. John oh, right. Lennon. Right. Let's, uh, let's no, move I on. See the Kiss, I want the Kiss version of Man with the Golden Gun now, actually, now that I'm seeing the Kiss. Oh. Well, that, that was our mulligan, remember? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. Right, on, on we go. Through the Bond universe. We're going to Bond number five. Bond five. You only live twice. Ah, Ah, a song uh, is much, or sorry, a score and soundtrack much better than the film, in my opinion. I like this little Leslie Brickus number. Um, But we have to replace Nancy Sinatra, which for me, no big deal. That's how I feel about it. I understand. Uh, so I'm like, quite, I'm like quite interested in this. I like this song and the music to it more than I like this. I would easily replace the singer, no problem. Yep. I agree. Have you got any hopes looking at this list? Uh, who you'd like to see? Uh, I have lots of hopes, but 
Well, let's see if they gel here then. We're replacing Nancy Sinatra with a singer in slot Red 16, and Red 16 here is Sam Cooke. Ooh. Does he work for you only live twice, though, for the aesthetic uh, of, of that, that film, right? No, so, he, he just doesn't. Like, flat out. Flat out. Yeah, yeah. No, he, no, no. Simon and Garfunkel would have, beautifully. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Can you imagine yep. that? That'd be a great <laughs> yeah, cover. Mm-hmm. What about uh, trying to think of another one who could do uh, but, twice? Wait, we've got to talk our way around Sam Cooke. Yeah, no, we got. Yeah. So no, uh, I don't Sam know too Cook, much about him, so Sam, I can't well, really. I I love Sam Cooke. I think he's probably one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite Motown vocalists. His hmm. his voice is so pure. It's just like it's one of those ones like Roy Orbison, where it's just like. He has a gift of a voice. And it's like, a lift-me-up voice, Sam Cooke. Yeah. yeah. And I just, like, man, how can you, like, he's got one of those voices where he starts to sing and you just tap your foot, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love, like, I listen, I, I have one of his greatest hits, and I've been trying to find his records, too. I mean, I know I can find his records. I just haven't bought a record in a while. But I love Sam Cooke's voice. He's got one of the best voices I can think of. Uh, but it doesn't work for this song. Does this film I, does this song need a female vocalist? That's that's a bigger question maybe, but uh not like, necessarily. I can picture Bublé singing this. I can picture Dean yeah. Martin singing this. Yeah. And the thing is is Sam Cooke isn't uh, yeah. Elvis Presley, I think he could do a beautiful mm-hmm. version of Viewing the Twice. Yeah. I, I remember so. when we did the film, guys, we did uh, a bit of work on the soundtrack here, and we played the alternate versions of this song, didn't we, that were recorded, because there are quite a few, or at least two other that Barry worked with in recording uh, before yeah. deciding to go with Nancy Sinatra. Joan Baez would, would be good, too, actually, looking at the list here. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's move away then from Joan Sam Baez Cook. would have been really young at this point, or fair, pretty, pretty young. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, she could still do it, though. Let's move away from the only look twice. Sam Cooke is not going to do it better than Nancy Sinatra. And I don't want to use them all again here yet. I feel we still have no. enough 60s tunes left <laughs> before we need to pull our mulligan. Bond number four, it's Thunderball. So let's just move back a couple of years okay. and replace the Don yeah. Black song singer. So Tom Jones, who was himself okay. a replacement, yeah, right, is now going to be replaced with... That's quite odd that we stayed in the 60s. We didn't even move. Uh-huh. It's like the next. Yeah, Red number seven. It's Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting tough, man. We got all these singers, oh, and we, we just went from Sam Cooke to Chuck Berry. I got to use a mulligan. I got to use the mulligan. Okay. Do you want to use the mulligan, Jeff? Can Can you do it? Can you do it? That's fine. Don't worry about it. No, no, it's fine. Go for it. Thunderball with Chuck Berry. Like I can't talk about this one, man. No, you can't. No, no, no. It wouldn't work, but. Chuck Berry is just the best, <laughs> but no, I just it wouldn't work. I I got nothing to offer that conversation, Jeff. No, no, I, no? I mean I I don't know. I mean I want to hear it because I just I love Chuck Berry, <laughs> but it just it, no. <laughs> okay, well maybe you can tell me this: what sort of bombastic songs has he written slash performed? Well, well, bombastic. He doesn't have bombastic. Because think of like Tom Jones doing Thunderball, right? No, no, yeah. someone, no, no, I yeah. agree. I, I know what you're saying. Uh, but Chuck Berry doesn't have bombastic. He's done he the has, playful. He's done the fun. Yeah, he's done the rock thing. and roll. He has that. He has that like catchy high school like he 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 can turn a phrase right. Like he mm-hmm. made he literally mm-hmm. has made up words. And and uh, you know he has he's not bond really... though he he doesn't have no. the bond feel to me no he doesn't have the no 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 exactly 
And it is a genre uh, thing, isn't it? It is. It is. And Barry uh, and Barry's fifties work. Am I right in saying that that would have been a little bit more uh, groundbreaking than what he did in the sixties? Yes, but it was more like a lot of like his big hits were like late fifties, early sixties. So, like fifty-nine, sixty, sixty-one, sixty-two. And that's when you ha- would have like the Stones, you know, when they were like nineteen, twenty, and all these guys, and, and yeah. the Beatles. That's when they were. They were. I mean, they would cover like his fifty stuff that really got, that was really rock and roll, right? Like so, when he started out, like you know, fifty five, fifty six, fifty seven, doing you know Johnny Be Good and all those songs, Maybelline. Mm. But again, they're they're not really Bond song. Mm-hmm. No, they're just they're just not. What about Nadine? Was that a Chuck Berry song. Uh, Nadine. Nadine. Uh, Nadine. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Nadine. Oh, yeah, Nadine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got someone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Um, I just haven't heard that song in a while. But, uh, yeah, it's not really a bomb song. But it's, no, it's but it, when was that? Uh, 1964? That's what it yeah, says here. So. Yeah, that's about right. See, again, because... Chuck Berry, he was making songs right up until the seventies and eighties, but I mean the majority of his hits were like mid to late fifties and up to the like he was still touring like in nineteen seventy, and he had like one of his biggest songs of all time, which still pisses me off because it's dumb. It's my dingling. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a dumb one. Uh, yeah, it's dumb. Was that like a masturbation song, basically? No, well, I mean he he was a interesting character. Uh, but um, <laughs> that's if evasive. you look at if you, well, <laughs> but um, well, it turns out we can talk about Chuck Berry. Holy shit, this is good. Well, oh, Jeff can talk about t- Chuck Berry. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, well, because he's one of my top three like rock and roll idols, just because of what he and did. Quince- if there was no Chuck Berry, there would be like none of the rock and roll that you. I mean, people can argue that, but I mean, a lot of people say like the king of rock and roll is like Elvis, which to an extent is true, but. It's more the style and the flavor of, of rock and roll is mm. Chuck Berry. Well, if you look at, like, Son of a Preacher Man, right? Well, you that's totally, you can Dusty totally... Springfield, right? Oh, that was Dusty Springfield. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Let's, but, just, uh, let's just spin our mulligan. Sure, 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 sure. In the spirit of brevity. Like, Elvis could sing, but Chuck Berry wrote and sang and played the song. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a more complete artist in that sense. It, yeah. Although Elvis' voice, I mean, come on. Oh no, no, I'm not. There's not. Look, Elvis's voice, he's fantastic, and but uh, Chuck Berry, he did, he did all of it. And... Well, we've got rid of Chuck Berry. Okay, mm-hmm. Chuck Berry is yeah. not singing Thunderball. No. Holy shit, boys! These replacement mulligans have not been going our way. So <laughs> let's see what Peter Paul and Mary can do with Thunderball. Oh, <laughs> oh man. If I said that Chuck Berry wasn't bombastic, uh, what are we saying about Peter Paul and Mary? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're probably like, make love, not war. Thunderball. <laughs> yeah, really. I don't know. There's a same melody. Uh, could we say that the Thunderball came out of Puff the Magic Dragon's mouth? <laughs> we could. Yeah. We could also I say that Tom Jones, Tom Jones's job is safe. Yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely say. I yeah. can't see Peter, Paul, and Mary like uh, fainting at, at like the last notes of the, uh, the you know, the, 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 of the crescendo there. You know, <laughs> I can't see them watching uh, a Bond movie. Uh, no. no, exactly. Let alone singing yeah. for one. No. Yeah, 
Let's they just... would have been given like free tickets, but they would have said, "No, sorry, we're at Tin Pan Alley." Uh, <laughs> sorry, they like they would they would miss the the showing for that. Yeah. Guys, the the nineteen sixties haven't been terribly kind to us yet. No, they haven't. Let's we haven't uh, anything cool like the Kinks. We haven't got like I know, uh, right? Uh, I know. And we could, be, we could be we could be doctoring this. I could be doctoring this, but what? Uh, we could be. It's just not the way to and do it. You can be doctor knowing it. You can be doctor no. You can be doctor knowing it. Right. I'm right, afraid let's... you're just a stupid policeman. Right. Let's move away then from Thunderball. Yep. Yeah. Let's, let's get going. Bombs. Never say never again to that. Bond 14, A View to a Kill. Oh, it pains me to replace Duran Duran with another 80s artist. sure. Because they had a hand in writing this with Barry, too. But uh, the rules are the rules. So, Peter Gabriel was our last 80s artist. Uh, Huey Lewis in the News also had some chat. Okay, here we go. We did, yeah. Prince could be a good show for this one. That would be good. I mean, really, we know that he could just do anything. I wonder if Prince ever met Roger Moore. Do you think they ever hung out? Probably not. Probably. It's probably some some function. You know what? uh, They're probably the best friends we didn't know. Oh, well. Number 13, (laughs) Black 13, guys. uh, A View to a Kill, as sung by the Alan Parsons Project. Did they even sing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. I am the eye in the sky and looking at you. Oh, you yeah, right. I mind. Oh, them, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, them, right. So, you, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Like, I, I have I have Alan Parson Project records. I just forgot. Like, that's one of those songs that I would just hear at nauseam on the radio. Like, again, like, I call that grocery store music. <laughs> oh, boo. But, boo. like, it's a good song. I just... It's fine, and I I appreciate Alan Parsons Project for like their their genre and how you know they kind of they they changed, but you know they were pretty important and at the time. I don't. Yeah, I mean, pretty prog rock stuff. Song. Yeah, very very prog. Um, I don't I don't know about this one though. Are you would you want to call a mulligan on this one? Nah, I mean no. This, I don't think it's that this, bad that we're going to need this, a mulligan. This makes but... more sense than Chuck Berry doing Thunderbolt. <laughs> it does. Well, yes. Uh, I mean, it does. Like, I mean, they could probably do it. Well, I mean, they were big heavy synth. You know, I mean, they were a heavy yeah, synth group. That's what I mean. It's like it, 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 this could work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know what? I, I, I'd listen to it. It just, if you compare it to the Chuck Berry doing Thunderball, this makes a whole lot more sense. Okay. Well, and it's believable. I think it's better than a lot on this list. That's for, for sure. sure. For sure. But it is tough, isn't it, with a view to a kill? Because that song isn't isn't just the Bond song. It's also Roger Moore's last Bond, and it's also Duran Duran very much wrapped up in the songwriting with Barry yeah. too. So uh, yeah. it is kind of like them writing I feel a like Bond the, song. The tempo and the beat, like I don't know, because I think from what I've heard of Alan Parsons Project, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I would it's be not as heavy rock. No, that's no. the thing, right? It's, it's yeah, yeah. I'd be curious. I'd be curious to hear it. Well, yeah. we, we never will. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we never will. Fun fun to consider, but... Um, I don't have much to say on them. I, I, I sure. wouldn't mind hearing it for sure. I just don't know the band too well to really make any comments about it. So. I don't know them super well either. But I just know... My dad really likes them. They, they had a pretty good song. I mean, they had a lot of albums. And they put out albums for a long time. 
Okay, it is Bond number three, Goldfinger. Man, the 1960s are pulling us back. Okay. Pulling Ooh. us back. We're getting through a lot of 60s all at once. This is upsetting. Replacing Shirley with a new singer. We don't need to, Shirley. Dame Shirley, I apologize. We don't need to do that. I but... there's, a, there's a few here that are not going to make sense if it lands on it. Yes. Because uh, right. of the year of when certain artists came out, but it doesn't matter. Ray yeah. Charles, number five. Ray Charles. Well, see, okay, but Ray Charles works because, I mean, he would be definitely, uh, you know, uh, water cooler talk and uh-huh, on, uh-huh. on the radio. Um, oh, he's definitely on the radio. I, I like this one. I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm really digging Ray Charles Goldfinger. I can't hear it. I don't know. I just... It's, I, I think this a song is just too much influential in uh, in my mind as what, what it originally was that I'm just really having trouble trying to like because I think Ray Charles tone would be totally different than what the it, tone that they're going for with, yeah. with the lyrics right but then again that's what they got to do because you yeah. gotta, you gotta, yeah. even though yeah. you got the lyrics you got to fit the artist to the tone and to the lyrics right well that's so, yeah because I'm and the rule like, is is that we're going by the lyrics still mm-hmm. so, that's right but, yep. but the tone yep. can possibly change on how they deliver it I suppose. I, th- I think this would work, man. I think it would. You know, I mean, you think about Ray Charles hit the road, Jack. You got that really, really clearly defined sound in that song. Yeah. It but is kind of like, aggressive. It's kind of jokey yeah. and aggressive. I think yes. I think Ray Charles could do this. I think I feel like Goldfinger is almost like, uh, you know, like it's a siren song. Like it's basically, you know, like beware of this man, you know, like uh, he will corrupt you. He will destroy you, you know, uh-huh. like it's uh <sighs> Yes, Rick I, Charles would have uh, to some way like. I just don't think this the what he usually the, the style of music that he usually does fits the lyrics and the type of song itself. Like, I I actually I think I agree with Josh here. I mean, like I know okay, we all know how good Ray Charles is and and the quality of of what he can do. I. I I can't I can't picture this to be honest with you. I want to like I I do like I I would pay to see Ray Charles do this. I just I I don't I because I can only really picture a female vocalist maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. but, I, just okay. can, I just think of the lyrics, you know, like yeah. Yeah. Right, I get it. I get what you're saying. Like the song like, is so yeah. iconic and it is so Dame Shirley Bassey. I, I get yeah, that. Ray Charles on his but, piano doing the awesome stuff that he did, yeah. but. Does that fit Goldfinger? Like, does that fit? The, be a, be a totally I think it does, thing. man. I think it's, I, I think it can. Can you elaborate on that? I'm just curious to where you're coming from. Well, I, now, it could be a um, now he could do it in the sense that we look at the idea of, musically of counterpoint, right? Mm-hmm. So, if for example you have Ray Charles with like with like this sweeping melody, and then you realize if you actually listen to the lyrics, it's actually a pretty like for like. Uh, foreboding like dangerous song yeah it is but that's what i'm got, saying yeah, i think he could do it in terms of counterpoint it could work it's like you know it's it's a way it's almost like it's uh, uh it's like I, they're masking the the message of the song and of its lyrics with a sunny disposition you know when it's really not the case at all yeah mm. and uh, yeah so it, it could work it could work I think it would work. I, I mean, I'd be happy to talk further about this. I don't well, just think he's a blues it, artist or a jazz no, pianist. No, 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 I, th- no, no, I think no. Ray Charles has got some rock licks as well. And oh, I don't, 
I think that the Goldfinger melody as such that is in the song with that, you know, that brass, it's all brass, right? Like, I think that suits a lot of the R&B sound that that Ray Charles. Okay. I, I think that Ray, Char- Ray Charles would be an ironic choice. Okay. okay. Yeah, ironic. Sure. Fine. Yes. I'm not I'm not saying it's going to be better. I don't think it's better, but I think Ray Charles could step into the song and he wouldn't fail with it. I don't think it would oh, be he jarring. Oh, fail. No. Nah, I, I think it would work. Uh, I think it would work. I'm 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 this is one of my favorite actually so far tonight this to afternoon. Work. I'll put it that way. I want it to work. So I, far I'm happy I, with this I, one. I, I, yeah. I don't agree. I don't agree. That's okay. We don't have, you don't have to agree, man. This is what's all yeah. fun about. It. But I like this one of the sixties. I like this one better than any of the other choices we've been given. I would agree I would agree with you that for this choice and this film and this song, it makes the most sense out of all the choices we've had for the sixties. I just don't think Lee Charles would be on the broccoli uh berries list. I don't think he'd be there. Well, no, but uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary probably wouldn't be either. <laughs> no, <absolutely. laughs> come on, man! Like that's I'm, not the game we're playing. Yeah, but yeah. We, we, but again, I just think Ray Charles is just as bad a choice for Goldfinger as Peter, Paul, and Mary would be, in my opinion. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Right. Well, let's move away from it and see what else we've got. We've still got uh, two sixty songs it's, left to go through. It's not about whether I think they're talented or not. It's more. Well, no. Uh, yeah, we all yeah, know yeah. everyone here. Everyone on this list's talented. Wow, the roulette's having a field day with this one. <laughs> Except on Jovi. Uh, uh, okay. Right, finally stopped on Bond number 15, The Living Daylights. So let's uh, mosey on over to 1987 and replace... Would they work with Barry? That's the question, whoever yeah. you choose on this list. Well, Josh, I'm going to give you first take on this one when we, when we reveal the artist oh, because man, you, so you love this song. This is your favorite song. This is a... Yes. The song. DFG's favorite Bond song, Goodbye. Uh-huh. And a hello. Who gets the, who gets the last laugh now? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna find out. Uh, twenty-eight, black twenty-eight. Is uh, it Michael Bolton? Oh. Now, Lonely Island, Michael Bolton, I would accept. Yeah, though. But, sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, Josh, uh, let's hear it. It's Lionel Richie. Oh my God. It's Lionel Richie. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to sing your song. Oh, Are we going to be in the 80s yet? Uh, yes. Damn. No, yes, Huey Lewis was our mulligan. Oh, it? my God. Yeah, Lionel that's right. Richie doing... Oh, my God. This... So Lionel Richie is singing your song, Josh. Uh, my dad... Sing... Like, the, the guy who looks like my dad singing that song. I don't know. Um oh. Lionel Richie doesn't look, look like your dad. If you look at my dad, dad. When he was young, like in the early '80s, late '70s, like he looked like Lionel Richie. Like, man, you say your dad looks like everybody. Like, <laughs> I remember we did the the Living Daylights. You're like, yeah, dad looks like Yaron Kreb. Dad you looks said like. That. Well, did I say that? Okay, fine. Fuck, I said. <laughs> Fuck it. Said it. Yeah. Fuck whatever. Everyone agrees that my dad looks like De Niro sometimes, though. Like, yeah, De Niro. Yeah, he does for sure. Yes. Okay. Right. Whatever. Cool. Lionel but, uh, Richie. Stop trying to deflect. Get back to Lionel Richie. Ah. Uh. Dancing on the ceiling, or is that Billy Ocean? That's Billy Ocean. Uh, yeah. It's... Women uh, in Red? No. Who sang that song? Lady, Lady in Red. In red. Oh, that's, uh, oh, that's uh, Christa Berg. Christa yeah. Berg. Passed away a couple years ago. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yo, I don't. I can't see this one. Uh, you cannot. 
once, just, twice, three times a lady? He, I, was I don't that... think he'd be a choice for this movie. Um, <laughs> now, whether he could sing the song, that's debatable. I mean, I have heard like the, uh, the unplugged version of the Living Daylight that AHA did, and maybe he could, he, he could do it, but I just don't think he has the right attitude for like the Living Daylights as a song itself. <laughs> what I, do you I, mean, I, totally I, fucked up? Because that song is fucked up. I don't know. That like, okay. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you in, and then I want you to jump in with Lionel Richie. I don't know how Lionel Richie. I don't know much about Lionel Richie to be honest. To make a fair opinion on it, I'll I'll say that now. Oh, you well, okay. I mean, you know his music, Josh. Like you just. I'm I'm having fun here. I can't name a song that he did. Really? Like hello? Is it hello? Looking for. Okay, so 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 he did hello. Okay, three times yeah, a lady. And then, and then what Once, was the other one? Okay, uh, twice. Okay, maybe I can see him do. I, I can see him do the living daylights. I don't think it would be. A, I don't think he'd be a great choice for it. But I can. I could see him doing it for sure. What was the other one? What what what's his biggest hit there? I can't hey, think. Hey, we are the world. Oh, yeah, world. Yeah, we yeah. are yeah. the children. He did that with uh, MJ, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure Richie too, singing right? like the living daylights, though, right? I know. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey driver, where are you, where are you where going? Are you going? Yeah, exactly. No, this is we shouldn't be trying to do it because we can't. But my nerves are show. I I don't know. You could. I'm sure John Barry could make it work. I'm sure John uh, Barry could make well, it. Well, he also oh. did endless. He also did like, you know, covers of endless love and all mm. those other songs. Yes. Um, oh well. Okay. Uh, yes, I believe our. Oh yeah, uh, three times a lady. Yeah, <laughs> he did that one. That wouldn't fit with the the new bond of uh, of the of the Dalton era, the monog the monogamous bond. Well, and he actually does have the Kennedy Center honor. Ah, very nice. Oh, very good. Well, we're moving away then from the Living Daylights, and we're going on to Bond number twenty-one, which is Casino Royale. Ooh. Chris Cornell, that's a toughie. Let's break out your two thousand lists, guys. Not mm. Let's see. Nickelback is on our list. That's right. But uh, no, it's Kylie. Black, Come on, Black Six. <laughs> it's Destiny's Child. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. I know, right? <laughs> I don't even think they were still abandoned that time. Yeah, so, I mean, when did they break well, up? No, I mean, I guess they were, but well, if they've like, broken up, then it's a it's a technicality, and we have to well, choose again. Well, no, 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 I, I know. I don't I, see I, it. Uh, I, I, I give don't me see a sec. It. So I think that yeah, see, they were around until two thousand and six. So okay. Uh, well, this then, movie was a fall release. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to pick again. I think date wise. That's why I just I was just uh, I'm not. Anyways, I'm just letting you know. No, you're right. Technicality. We have to re-choose. Mulligan's on this golf course. That's not a mulligan. That's just a technicality. Uh, just... Okay, well, we're going Black 4 instead. Black 4, well, Marilyn Manson's your choice then now instead of them. So... Uh, yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I, it. yeah I, I think yeah. Marilyn Manson could I, do it. I have, I have no problem, actually, with him doing that. Same song, same lick, same lift, everything with it? Uh, well... I don't want to take away from Chris Cornell and what he added no. to that song, though, right? But I think Marilyn Manson could, as long as they follow the same lyrics, the same tone, I think he could do it for sure. Would it be as good as Chris Cornell? That's another story. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I don't know about that, but I, 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 I like 
this one I could picture and this I could see it work. Uh, I don't, yeah, but again, I don't know if he could put out as good of a product as Cornell. But again, it could also just be like I'm just so used to Chris Cornell's version. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this this artist and that song makes a lot more sense than a lot of the other ones we've done here. So it's in the in my opinion, it's a realistic realm of possibility. I think the so. Only I think that so it too. works is because it's the same genre in a way. Yeah, exactly. That's he's why it works. Mostly. Kind of the same genre, but well, it's because he's he's rock and uh, you know. It, David Arnold works well with people. He co-wrote that song, so I can see yes. David Arnold and, and Marilyn Manson working and together. Marilyn yeah. Manson, I mean, he's, uh, I mean, he's, I, I want to say he's eclectic, and you know, he and he's obviously done a lot. He's changed a lot as an artist and as a person, and we all know, like, as much as he's shock rock, the guy is super intelligent. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and so when he puts his mind to something, he, he does a good job, regardless if, if as a person, if you like him or you don't, or you think that, you know, he's discussing, that's, that's a moot point. Yeah. But I yeah. think, I think as an artist, he always puts his best foot forward, depending on what type of shoe or boot or mm-hmm. <laughs> restraining device he's wearing. That's right. You know? Yeah. No, I but think it's I a good think, fit. I think this is okay. This one. I think th- this is definitely a good fit. I think, yeah. I think for sure. Good. Well, we, we, okay. Then that's good because it is for Craig and it is a Craig film meant to be taken you know, a little bit more seriously than the ones preceding it. So, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's move on then, guys. Black Six, we're going to Honor Majesty's Secret Service, okay. and the song we've got to replace there is We Have All the Time in the World, which we did a oh, great... Uh, yeah. We had a lot of fun doing that episode there a few weeks back. Now, that that one, I could see Ray Charles or Sam yes. Cooke doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. we've landed on 29, and 29 on the 60s list is... Oh, dear. Williams? No, it's not. It's The Doors. <laughs> the Doors. <laughs> so... All right. We have all the time yeah. in the world. I will. I'll be the first to put my card on the table. I. I don't like this one. Oh man! And 1969, like this would not have happened. This is like the, the Doors were such a shit show at this well, point. Well, the Moog synthesizer. I don't know. The Doors well, could have come attached well, with that. I mean, Ray Manzarek yeah. would definitely do appropriate work with the Moog. Mm. Yeah. But. But uh, it, this wouldn't work for many reasons. One, Jim Morrison was an absolute mess at the time. Um, and this is also the, the year of their album that is their worst, in my opinion, because it was a contractual obligation. Uh, uh, and it was the Soft Parade, which I don't really like. There's a couple of good tracks. Anyways, realistically, in 1969, Sounds like a big no. Got it. Mm. So no. Definitely not. All right. Move- I'm just saying, like, uh, sorry, I'm just yeah. saying, like, if you look, if we look at it, sort of like, are they available? Oh, let's see if we can get this artist. No, they would not. They would not. <laughs> they would not have been answering the phone. We will not pick up the phone. No, they're too busy at the whiskey bar. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, they were. They weren't even. They took them off. They didn't even talk. I guess he was in jail because he did his whole uh, pull out his thing on stage. Oh, was when was that? When did he 69. do that? Oh, God, right. Okay. 
Well, we've come to bond number eight, Live and Let Die, and mm. we're getting rid of Wings and Paul McCartney. That's unfortunate. Yes, it's a great song, as we all know, and Good we're going to replace that Live and Let Die classic with another 70s artist known to us all, Black 15. If it's Neil Diamond, I'm going to kill someone. No, it's not. It is not. It's Leonard Skinnerd. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, live and let die, let <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, oh, it's, it's what it is. This would not, oh. not fit this <laughs> It's not a piss take. This is true. This is what the roulette has given us. So we've got our mulligan gone from here. Well, it's a good. Well, you know ethos. what? Though? It's a good you know ethos, I suppose. Uh, I, I honestly, man. <laughs> I would want to hear this. Yes, yeah. me because too. Like, I, I, I think they could totally like, do it. Leonard Skinner would kick the shit out of this song. Hmm. Yes. Like, because they are super good musicians. Like, granted, obviously they have a, uh, like, their style is different than Paul McCartney, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they were awesome. And they were a jam band. And I could just, I could see them killing this song. I would love to hear this song. That's a good one. That was a good I would one. Love and I'm happy to be quick with this one because Live and Let Die is, you know, it's one that I don't think we want to touch and mess around with. So, no, no, no. Yes. but I, I honestly, I would, I would love to hear their version of that. That's for yeah. sure. It could have been Elton John or Pink Floyd. Now the '70s for us are over now. Oh no, they're not. We still have Moonraker. I can see Elton John Moonraker doing Live and Let Die. Actually, I literally oh, can't. Sure. I can yeah, me too. Me too. Very, very much so. I'd also like to do the Almond Brothers first with it too. If we can go for this. Bob Dylan or the Stones even too. Ooh. Um, Guys, it's uh, 22. Black 22. Take us over to Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Well, anything Quantum of Solace. Would be better in my opinion. You were you were a fan of the song at the beginning though, Josh, weren't you? Uh, I was okay with it, but then I over, I just got over over time. I just kind of just liked it more and more and more. Uh, mostly because I was really into White Stripes and Jack Way at the time, so I might have had a bit of oh, you yeah. know draws oh, over my eyes on that. Well, what do we think about Quantum of Solace as sung by Eminem, Black Two, Eminem? Okay, well, I guess everything is. I, I, I'm okay with uh, Jack Waits and Lisa Keys. He did have his Oscar by that point, didn't he, Eminem? But to be honest, though, like that means they have to change the lyrics of the song completely. Like it doesn't like Eminem just doesn't work with the rules that we've established because Eminem is a rapper, so mm-hmm. you got to change the lyrics of the song completely for that to work. Well, y- yes, um, but you, yeah, it's like, well, I don't know. Jack White sings pretty fast, so maybe you could see it sings pretty fast with the. Lyrics I think if on there's that. a if there is a Bond song to suit a rapper, this is it. Probably, yeah, and great. and I'll be honest with you, um, having Alicia Keys and Eminem together could work because like, obviously like Dido and Eminem, or yeah, Rihanna, exactly, or like or, or, or Rihanna and, and Eminem. Well, do you know what we could yeah. do, guys? We could actually mix both artists up. I could give it another roll and see who's going to oh. pair up with Eminem for this yeah, one. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's it's do just that. just a neat way of getting one of our one of our other two uh, thousands acts out of the way. So let's see. Okay. Jack White, Alicia Keys replaced with Eminem, and... I'm still stuck on letters. Red 18. <laughs> Red 18. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, technically, we can. I think we can accept her into this conversation, Amy Winehouse, even though she was pegged to do a Bond film. Eminem and Amy Winehouse. Uh-huh. 
what year was Quantum of Solace again? 2008. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Technically, it was, she's dead. No. She died in two... Oh, she died in 2011. Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Would, would they work together, these two? Uh, probably. <laughs> but my thing is, uh, having two, like, singers. Yeah. And type A personalities. Like, Big time. Yeah, and that's what I mean. So, like, it made sense when you have Alicia Keys, who we know can sing and play the piano. We know that Jack White can sing but play other instruments. Like he's playing the drums in that song. Mm-hmm. And he can play other things. This one having just two like lead singers that I mean, I I, I don't know if Amy Winehouse I think she could play the guitar, maybe the piano. I, I, I I'll be I'm sorry that I, I don't know too much about her. I, I know I know that she can sing. Mm-hmm. Oh she's a great voice. Yeah. I can totally see her as a bond uh, sure. No, no, sure. That, that's by herself. But like in the in the old it, kind of style, Shirley yeah. Bassey kind of style, right? And I, mm-hmm. I mean, it would. I would definitely. It, it would be interesting to have these two together. I just don't know if it's like. Is it too many cooks in the kitchen? Alternatively, uh, it is. I, I don't know. I think that maybe there's there, there's two big egos to contend with there, and maybe they wouldn't have gelled. Well, Winehouse <sighs> was. <sighs> she, she was. Amy Winehouse was the one who was lined up to do this. I just yes, realized that. I know yeah. was it this one or You're was right, it actually. And then and You're then right. she passed on it, I guess yeah. uh, because of her or they passed on her I think because she she got back into drugs again or something like that. Well, was it yeah. this one or Skyfall? Which one was she actually set up to sing for? Because that would be quite creepy well, if she, the roulette gave us this one. What year was Skyfall again? I'm 2012. Sorry. Yeah, so she passed away. Well, well, she died she in 2011. Maybe that's why. Yeah, so, okay, I've just read an article here from The Independent. Uh, David Arnold, uh, yeah, Mark Ronson had also worked on the track, and, of course, he produced and wrote a lot with Amy Winehouse. Winehouse was going to originally sing the Quantum of Solace theme song. I knew she was in for one. I thought it was uh, the later one, but, right. of course, she passed away. So this so, was it, yeah. I'm going to say, okay, after I was kind of almost saying no, I'm going to say yes, but at the same time, yes. I, just, I, ju- I just feel like too... Two like singers, just straight ahead singers. I think is mm-hmm. too much, but right. I also think this could work. Yes, very cool. It would have been neat to see Eminem kind of lick them out, though. I, I think that would be fun to see him do a Bond song. It'd be interesting. That, that would and be interesting. One, and, yes. and I'll be honest, I think this is probably one of the only ones that would work with Eminem. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I think it, and I also think that Amy Winehouse and him probably would work the best out of all the other options we have there. The roulette has given us an interesting one here. Yeah. I wonder if Amy Winehouse was going to do this, that the song as it was, or was she going to do that one that ended up being on, on a, uh, John, on a uh, David Arnold album. Yeah. One that Shirley, one that Shirley Bassey song. No good about goodbye. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Which is a fantastic song, which would have fit quantum of solace so well. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Like I can see Amy Winehouse doing that song for sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We can look into it, and I'm sure people yeah. listening. Uh, for those who know, haven't, go yeah. listen to uh, "No Good About Goodbye." There's by Shirley Bassey. It's on YouTube. There's even a video of someone taking the Quantum of Solace main credits, title yeah, and and putting yeah the main t- and putting uh, that song over it, and it actually works pretty well. Sure does. Okay, guys, let's move on. Then we've got yep. uh, one film left in the thousands, and Josh, it's your favorite. Die another day. It's funny how I was just favorite too, and your favorite as well. We all mm. love that movie. Oh god, yeah. Uh, Black Thirteen, guys. It's Octopussy. Okay. 
Now we're going to replace All Time High, which for me is oh, an all-time no. high. I oh, do love no. this song. I love this song. I love this song. You guys give it dogs. I don't I don't know. I don't understand why. I love yeah, a little. This is this is my my grocery shopping song. That's right. I, I, this I, is, I that's neither right. I neither I neither love it or hate it. I it's your frozen know. peas special. This it one. Just did. It just did. It's frozen peas. And frozen peas. This is the one where I'm checking the firmness of the tomato. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. I got you. I, I think like you guys are. I think you're terribly. Yes, but it was. It You're was. terribly wrong about that song, but that's 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 by the by. Uh, Rita Coolidge is going to be replaced on that song by uh, Black Number Twenty. Black Twenty is in excess. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I like in excess. Uh, do I, I like him for that song? I don't know. <laughs> I do, and the answer is no. That's my yeah, answer. I don't think so. Nope. Not nope. not it didn't not, fit. This, not the song as it was written, in my opinion. No. No. But I could definitely see them do a bump song. You know, we got other we got other eighties artists here like Michael Bolton, he could do Michael it. Michael Bolton could do it. Belinda yeah. Carlisle. I'm not could a fan of Michael it. Bolton up until no. Lonely Island when he's working with the Lonely <laughs> Island. That is awesome, Michael Bolton. Lonely Island. Here is a story about Commander James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> the Lonely Island. That's like Andy Samberg and his two friends. It's like their uh, their, their musical group that they have. All right. Uh, if, you, if you get a chance, look up Michael Bolton and Lonely oh, Island. Oh man, I will. Oh, we, it, it's, it's amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think All Time High could have been. Uh, well, it can't be improved. It's one of the best Bond songs. But there I think that story of Tony looking at looking at these '80s lists, uh, yeah, uh, Janet Jackson could probably sing it. Rod Stewart could oh, do a number yeah. on that one. I was just one. thinking Rod Stewart might be able to do it. Yeah, yeah Rod Stewart for sure. the, and the Police could could do it too. I think. Yeah, Sting um, definitely could. Yeah, Aerosmith could even do it as well. That'd be cool. Aerosmith all time high. Yeah. Didn't they sing a song like that? A bit of Rocket in Space or something? What was that one called? Well, it'd be more. I feel if they sang a song called "All Time High," I think it'd be more of a bi- biographical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like right. we got our baby mamas mixed up. How did that? Or sorry, we, we got our baby daddies mixed up. How did that happen? Baby mamas. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's move on. We're getting near the end now. We're getting near the end now. The 1990s. I've still got one on there. The 70s have still got one on there. Where are we going? Oh, Bond 19. The world is not enough. That's the 1990s, isn't it? Or is that... Yes, it is. It's 1999. 1999. The world is not enough. So, Josh, you really defended the garbage song when we we reviewed the the film. Let's see who's going to replace Shirley Manson and company. That was another one written by David Arnold, wasn't it? Yes. Or co-written. I was listening to that song uh, yesterday morning, and I've got to be honest with you, Josh. It is better than I probably let on. I, yeah, it's, I, a, it's a good song. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Uh, Black 29. Okay. The World is Not Enough, as sung by The Proclaimers. Oh, my. I actually had Proclaimers in my head <laughs> when I saw it there. That's crazy. Well, uh, there it is. Wow. <laughs> uh, there, there's some good Scottish connections. Oh, Robert Carlyle's in this movie. And not to mention Shirley Manson, who also... Of course, yes, yeah, Shirley Manson, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. of course, yeah, well done. Uh, Jesus, I drew a blank on that one, replacing one Scott with another. Yeah, exactly. Or two others, in this case. Do we like uh, the Proclaimers, boys, first of all? I like I, the Proclaimers. I like them. Sure. That's a one-hit wonder. No, I mean, they, <laughs> they're not one-hit wonders. When they went on uh, for, for well, her wedding, Scott, oh, sorry. When, uh, when, when my aunt and I, went, when your aunt and I uh, went on our Highland tour... 
the the, the uh, driver uh, and the tour guide, he would play. What? He was a, a He had a whole playlist of of, of like Scottish <laughs> artists, and he played the Proclaimers. And then he said, "You all guys, you all you guys know, you know, one thousand one hundred miles." Five hundred miles. Another song by the Proclaimers, and then he was like trying to show us their other songs besides that one, and we're just like, eh, just eh. yeah, one hit wonder, unfortunately. No, that's well, incorrect. Well, no, they're no, not. No, but I mean, okay, in Scotland, they're North not. In North America, yeah. In North America, maybe. Yes, he said that they were huge in Scotland. That's well, that's a, and, and that's exactly that's what I'm yes. like. Okay, let me let me clarify what I'm saying is because I didn't hear too much of them. Other than that, and maybe one other song, but I, I can definitely see them being like you know, a lot bigger in Scotland, uh, like regional, or uh, so I, I, I understand that. I don't see this. No, I don't see it either. I don't see it either. I, I mean, I love Craig and Charlie. I love them both, but they are not. They're just. It is not going to fit in this song. They're just not yeah. going to fit here. Which is a sad, sad thing because, you know, some of their ballads are really nice and I can see them singing a Bond tune. Maybe Have not you seen them live? this one. No, I didn't. But they did. They've come here a few times. That's for sure. But I Herbert haven't seen them live now. I was going to be here in, in Ottawa. Uh, I was going to be here for Blues Fest, but oh, yeah. it's not happening anymore. That's yeah. unfortunate. So the Proclaimers, yeah, replacing Shirley <laughs> Manson. The world is not... The world is not because they sing with they, they sing with their Scottish accents like they don't they don't yeah, they, sure they don't do. put it away right like they don't put it away for like Hollywood or anything so that would no. be quite a let's move on we're getting there ooh wow what do you know it's red number one Doctor No and I suppose ooh. because Doctor No's got an instrumental beginning we can Underneath choose the mango tree we can mango. choose Mango Tree you want to you want to do Mango Tree replace that yeah, one yeah sure. On the soundtrack, it's um, the Doctor No soundtrack. Underneath the mango tree is sung by well, it's a couple of different versions on on it, but the one that we hear is by Diana Copeland. So oh, yeah. that's when you know when Bond meets Honey Rider and all that. Let's just imagine also a different when singer. Bond sets up the uh, he sets up uh, Professor Dent too. Right? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see who's going to. Uh... He's going to sing us that one from the 60s. Number seven. Hmm. Number seven. Oh, this could work. Dean Martin. Yep. That, I think that's an easy fit. That's like getting that, into that a an, pair of trousers. That's okay. Yeah. I, I got nothing to say to that. I, Dean Martin. Dino can, can do it. No, he can do it. Mm -hmm. Yep. You oh, know, uh, it was one that I was thinking would work, but I think it would be almost too perfect. And it's okay. not. He's not even on the list, but he could be on the list. Is Harry mm -hmm. Belafonte? Yes, he could. Be. Yes, yes of you're course. Absolutely right. yeah. Obviously, be. yes. <laughs> but wait, no. Even Bob Marley would have been good at that one too. The Beach Boys could do it. Yeah, Beach Boys. Yeah. But they, I mean, they have a very American sound, and that's not what the film was trying to give, was it? That's true. Not what, not what we were looking for. Uh, we got two films left, guys. We've got Moonraker, yeah. and we've got Die Another Day. So let's see which one in my wheel remains. We've got two remaining. Today is Madonna's birthday. We're recording this on Madonna's birthday, by the way. She would be 61. 62, I think, I heard. Oh, 62. I thought she was born in 58. Oh, okay, then yeah. 24, that's closest to our Die Another Day. So we're going to go with Die Another Day then, okay? This is... Okay. Yeah, our sure, yeah. penultimate discussion so 
Um, let's get rid of Madonna. And maybe get rid of that Sigmund Freud line at the same time. Yeah. Analyze this. Analyze this. See what the roulette wants us to put in her place. It's gotta be Pussycat Dolls. I know it. <laughs> it's Black 10. No, it's wrong. It's Coldplay. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Coldplay could do it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It wouldn't make the movie better, but... No, 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 it wouldn't. Yeah. But they could they could do a Bond song. In fact, they do covers of Bond songs. They do You Only Live Twice at uh, shows. Uh, Coldplay for sure. Like, I'm not... That, that just makes sense. Um, yeah, they could do it. Electronic ab- enough. Absolutely. The song, and... maybe, maybe they would bring some proper instruments to it as well and not make it just a dance song. I think that might be nice, a nice sound. Slow it down a, a few frames, <laughs> yeah, a few it, measures, it was, a few It would sound like a totally different song if they did it, that's for sure. Yeah. You'd have to kind of like add on like a bridge or something or you could make mm. it all work together, you know? Like it just, yeah. It's too bad, isn't it? Like you think of Brosnan's era. I mean, I feel bad for Brosnan in a lot of ways, but yeah. his, his songs weren't even all that good. You know, the Goldeneye was great, no. but yeah. the rest of them were just kind of middling. And then there was Madonna's yeah. absolute, you know, yes. pants song. Looking at that list of two thousand artists, okay, I think that Coldplay would fit just fine. But any, anybody there stand out that you'd really like to see uh, singing? Two thousands? Yeah, singing, singing, uh, singing Madonna's "Die Another Day." Uh, the one who would work with the style of music would Interpol would work with the style of music. That's I was cool. gonna say probably mm-hmm, Interpol, mm-hmm. probably work. Or, or even the, the Strokes could work with that too a little bit. Uh, uh, the Killers, the Killers would definitely work with, yeah. with, that, with that song. Yeah. Yeah, the Killers would work. Yeah, let's go for the Killers as a good shout. Um, I'd like to see Shakira this. sing a Bond song, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Well, what about Franz Ferdinand? I, I think that would also. Yeah. Probably work. Yes. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously, Killers and Friends were never really big in that Nouveau Wave part of the... I'm already early, getting early HMD flashbacks right, right? now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They live just up the road here, or um, a couple of their members do just up the road from where I am, in a yes. little village called Money Eye, yeah. Cool. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Why am I even bothering with that? We know we're going to Moonraker, so blast off. <laughs> All right, Moonraker, gents. It's the last song for us to cover. Seventy-nine. So this this would be where Bob Marley would like. uh, He would be in the conversation. Yeah, but he's not going to be now. No, instead, who is in the conversation? Number nineteen on my list. Oh gosh, the one and the only Stevie Wonder, Moonraker. Wow. Talk about higher grounds. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stevie Wonder's Moonraker. Why not? Why not? Yeah, you know? why not? I mean, yeah. Shirley Bassey did it as a favor, didn't she? She sang that song as a favor when they couldn't. Uh, or wasn't Sinatra lined up to do this one? I think he was, yes. Was it Frank Sinatra lined up to do Moonraker and then he couldn't? I haven't got to that chapter in the Burlingham um, book yet, so the well, ins and outs. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know that. I think it was yeah Sinatra's to drop. Uh, I got really nothing. Um, I think uh, he, I think he could easily do it. That's that. That's my. Take I have on to. It. I'm gonna just say <laughs> I don't have a problem with Stevie Wonder. Hot take though. Hot yeah. take. Hot take. Does the ballad feel of Moonraker? It's almost like a lullaby, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where I can see someone like Sinatra being good for for that. Would that match Stevie Wonder's style? 
I guess you could say. I think so. His style is so eclectic, and he has so many different well, costumes. Stevie I Wonder think he could do it. Is absolutely he he's he can do honestly. Stevie Wonder can almost do anything. Uh, yeah, I think so he's great. I, I think he's great for this, and especially in 1979, he's been there, done that, and I I think he could he could do it. Mm-hmm. I think so. Well, that, that brings our survey of what if Bond rebonding artists to an end, guys. And I've enjoyed this, but some of them were tough. Some of them were tough. Very, really, yeah. really scratching at what we knew. Yeah, mm. we had to very of, much a challenge. Uh, Ad lib, I guess, in that, in that sense, you know, from, wow. from for some of these choices. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. It, it definitely, it, it, we had to, you know, put on our thinking caps for a couple, and uh, you know, obviously, we, we're being object. We're trying to be as trying to be, yeah, possible. Exactly, and, uh, and that's you know, not open-minded, always easy. Open-minded as well. Yeah, we're trying to be open-minded. I mean, obviously, we're just having we're having fun too. So, I mean, you know, like these are our opinions. So, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> speaking of opinions, guys, you've got uh, one favorite to choose. Then, out of today's mishmashes, oh. which oh. one do you like the most? Oh, which uh, one do you like? I don't know. I, I'm thinking the live and let die. Uh, um, Leonard Skinner. Like, yeah, Live and Let Die. Leonard Skinner is that a really, would, really honestly, good one. Honestly, yeah. that's my choice. That's my choice as well. Hear that. that would kick some ass. Okay, Manson that's your choice. Doing, yeah. Manson doing. Uh, uh, actually, yeah, that's probably a close second. I gotta say. Yeah. Like, what was that for? It was. It was Marilyn Manson for. Uh, uh, it was the. Uh, oh, the Jack White. Or sorry, the Chris Cornell one. Yeah. Yeah. You know my name. Yeah. 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 I've got two guys, uh, and I think I've got the order too. I think my favorite of today's combinations was Bruno Mars doing Spectre. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think so. I do think so. And the other one I liked, which you guys didn't like, was Ray Charles on Goldfinger. I think uh, that's that was, okay. those are those yeah. are my top two. I think uh, if I had to round it out to to a three, whew, I would probably choose. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go for Lionel Richie. <laughs> I'd probably go for Lionel Richie singing, uh, yeah, singing that one, singing Living Daylights. I just think that would be great. Okay, fair enough. I think so, yeah, I, th- I think so. Well, I, two, two, two to listen to and one for a laugh. And, and this is why I think the Leonard Skinner thing would actually work. Like, we all know Leonard Skinner and their guitar for Freebird and how mm-hmm. they can just sort of, like, play for, like, hours. And it's just a great jam. Tragic but, deaths, though, those guys. Very, very much so. But they have a lot of good piano, actually. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm thinking, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. we know the, the, the piano um, in, in Live and Let Die. That's why I think they, the, they would do the piano work justice and uh, I I like I would like to hear if they still have sort of like that the orchestral the backing I'd like to I'd like to hear Leonard Skinner with that that sound mm-hmm. and, and if they keep that hmm. I would very much like to hear what that would sound like I'm very curious I would love to hear that well Josh I'll ask you then uh, just before we, we say goodbye any artist on these lists that you think really would have made a good Bond artist that just never got the chance or perhaps not yet has had the chance uh, Phil Collins uh, yeah. for, for for the 80s definitely mm-hmm. um, sure I could have even seen like um, maybe Depeche Mode uh, yep. mm-hmm. yeah I can see Depeche Mode maybe Depeche Mode's a good fit for the Living Daylights I would. that's what I was yeah. thinking 
I can, I can kind of see that, yeah. Um, for the 90s, that's Portishead maybe could do something different with like actually, uh, I think Josh is, uh, I think Josh is onto something. Portishead, yeah, for Brosnan's era, even Smashing Pumpkins could have uh-huh. been a good world's on enough cover or Tomorrow Never Dies or something as well. I would really, would also been cool too. I, I think that, um, uh, D- Dolores, yeah, Dolores, yeah. I would like to have seen No Doubt try their hand at a Bond song. I think that'd be cool. What version of No Doubt, though? Are we talking yeah. like Pratt tried to like... No Doubt? Nah. Or, or like I'm... Gwen Stefani? Like, uh... <laughs> no, no, but that was in the 90s, though. That's that wasn't the 90s, yeah. No, I'm talking early... Um, yeah, you're talking like Tragic Kingdom, yeah. And as kind of silly as it is, I think, honestly, I do think Garth Brooks or Shania Twain could do a good song. They might not write the good song. If a song was written for them and their voices were put to them, I think it would be good. I think Shania particularly would be would be a good singer for that. Shania, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Definitely over Mariah Carey. Oh, no way. No, no, no. I'm still going Mariah for that. Even even Celine Dion could do a good Bond song, to be to be honest with you. Much as I don't like Celine Dion. Well, she Dion, did. She, she did, kind of. Um, oh, no, she didn't. She didn't. But her song was featured in... Uh, License to Kill, If You Ask Me To. Remember, oh, it was yeah. just sung by that other girl. Someone else did it. Yeah, I, I, it oh, wasn't her song. Right. In the second... Uh, yeah, she recorded it later. She recorded it later, Celine If did. you want to give an idea what an, of what she... If you want an idea of what a Bond song of hers would be like, check the opening credits to uh, Deadpool 2 with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, She yeah, actually yeah. does. Like, she does, yeah. And it's yeah. like, but it's That's Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool, like, acting as, like, the girls, like, in a Maurice Binder video, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's funny. I, I just I just wanted to uh, I correct myself. I said no doubt like uh, Tragic Kingdom and Return to Saturn. Return to Saturn was two thousand, so that wouldn't have yes. been. Ah, okay, right, okay, right. Would have been Tragic, Tragic Kingdom. Kingdom, and that would have been a good uh, more, Tragic Kingdom. Yeah, but anyways, yes. Yeah, uh, a lot of great names left off our list, just as there were a lot of great actors oh, yes, left exactly. off our list when we did the girls or the Bond lady recasting, but this was I'm fun. Kind of, I found this tougher though. This was tougher work. It's probably yeah, tougher work for tough. for listeners too, this one, than our, uh, our, our, our Bond ladies recasting. I think this was probably going to be a trickier episode to, because you're depending not just on like, oh, I know that actor's face or I've seen that movie, but the back catalogs of a lot of these artists, which, which, yes. you know, which make it viable, right? Some of these discussions and some of these possibilities of depend course. upon one's understanding of their, their library, their catalog. And, and yeah. Yeah. yeah disclaimer. Uh, now that's the end of the episode, this, <laughs> yeah, was a, this was a music episode and, uh, so we're going to be talking about stuff, you know, that not everyone is, is fully aware of. So we understand, you know, if including ourselves. As, as, yeah. And, and including ourselves. Yeah. And very well could have been ourselves, which which was the case. Uh, yeah. It was good. Jeff, what about you? Any artists on these lists that uh, you would like to have seen do a Bond song that just didn't get a chance? <sighs> any era, any film, whatever. Yeah. Maybe Roy Orbison. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, like, I, I, guess, I, yeah. I don't know, like... Yeah, like honestly, I feel like David Bowie could have done something, you mm. know. Um, I'm kind of glad that the Rolling Stones wasn't chosen because I mean the thing, the funny thing about Rolling Stones, they're my favorite band other than Neil Young, right? But and they could have been in like literally every decade. <laughs> they could have, but, yep. um, but they weren't. Yes. I didn't put them they, in every but they decade. Wouldn't, but they don't. I don't think they would have ever done a Bond song ever. Um, but specifically, an artist here that. Uh, what about Zeppelin? Do you think Zeppelin uh, could do it? Ah, no, I don't think so. 
I think uh, Bruce Dickinson I... could do an awesome like uh, Bond song, like yeah. meeting at his back. I think. He's... Okay. I think Let you're right. Me... I think you're right, buddy. So yeah. okay, there's two that I, I I think could work: Pink Floyd mm. and Elton John. Elton John, yeah. Floyd or yeah. after Sid Barrett? Uh, no, no, no. Well, uh, and thank you for bringing that up, Josh. No, I meant uh, after, like, so, like, let's say, Dark Side of the periods yeah. of music you have to get right. There's pre, there's Sid Barrett, Pink Floyd, and after yeah. Sid Barrett, Pink Floyd, it, and then there's important. and then there's early Fleetwood Mac, and then there's a, yes, then there's uh, Lindsey Buckingham, uh, <laughs> yeah. Stevie Nicks. Steve, mm-hmm. Steve, 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 Steve. Yeah. Jeff, what what about Elton though? Like, uh, what oh, era of Elton John? So, seventies. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, to be honest, eighties too. Um, I, like early to mid eighties, because uh, you know, I could see him doing stuff, but it's more like his seventies style. Like, I could again because I could, I would like to see him also do um, "Live and Let Die" or something to that effect. I think mm. he could. I think mm. he could do it justice. He's got. I bet the you he could. Production he could. value. And you know he's British enough that he would probably say yes, and he's got that flair, and the, and I just I could see him doing a Bond song, or you know, so I I think he could definitely be a good choice. Have you guys ever seen the Muppet the Muppet Show episode hosted by Elton John? Oh, the one oh. from like the seventies. Yeah, where oh, um, yeah. he's doing Crocodile Rock, and, yeah, <laughs> and that's so good, amazing. so good. I've uh, been watching the Muppets with uh, my kids. It's, it's so really fun. Good. That's that was one of my yeah. That's one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, like, it's I classic. would watch that every day. Like I watched it in syndication when I, but I mean I was still really young because the show actually was it was only on mm. the air for about three or four years. That's right. And yeah. actually, it it had finished before I was even born. But as a child in the eighties, that was it was. We on did, didn't we? We just it was so just long. on. Yeah, it was on. And, and I uh, watched it every yeah. day after school. I was a good. Them, I love the Muppets myself, but unfortunately, I had like a next door neighbor like a long time ago who pretended who always very like imitated the Swedish chef, uh, uh, but he was also like a punk kid who just you know who wasn't I don't know he just uh, had a lot of issues and just and I, I keep thinking of that that kid for some reason because of that. <laughs> He's tainted your Muppet memory. Well, yes. um, you, you probably know who I'm talking about. Jocko. Yeah, that's yeah, that, yeah. That's the guy. That's the guy. Uh, the Roger Moore was in an episode as well uh, in the early eighties, oh. and it's uh, it's great. That, I was gonna say he would fit very well with. He fits show. really well. He plays it he, so he, naturally. His sense of humor, yeah, exactly. He it's perfect. great, really there, good. There, there, and there's yeah. like a British variety show. I think he did before he was Bond, or when he was even not even when he was Simon Templar. It was like in the sixties, and when Bond was just being you know was becoming po- popular across the world. And he actually played James Bond like in a sketch That's right, or yeah, a comedy yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. It's, pretty, it's pretty funny actually. Another person I think that would work as a Bond, uh, who has played Bond, that would be really good on the Muppet Show, would be Pierce Brosnan. Actually, yes, yes, yeah. And I feel because was he, anyways, yeah, I, he would he would work very well. Mm-hmm. I, think. I wonder if he has been in any of the more recent modern uh, incarnations of the Muppets. Well, because I, I, for some reason, I'm picturing him with some in some film where he he is like with either like some kind of puppet or or mm-hmm. CGI. Thing. I don't know why. I just I'm blanking on what it is. But anyway, I can I can absolutely see him with the Muppets. Was it like Jason Segel with the Muppets? Yes, well, yeah, he was. There was that yeah. movie with Amy the Adams. Muppets, right? man. Yeah. yeah, but then, but I think it was in Forgetting Sarah Marshall though that he had like a, a Muppet, like or a something like the Muppet that was. Like, oh yeah, like, it was like a dark Muppet thing where it was like it was like yeah. Dracula. 
yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was awesome. That was yeah. Cool. Well, guys, on that uh, Muppet yeah, front. Yeah, we're kind of uh, diverging here a bit. <laughs> yeah, we, it was a bit of a diversion. We're I believe. like Herodotus here. Anyway, uh, look, guys, this was fun. It, it was a good episode to get out of the way. I know we were talking about yep. it for a while. And it's a tricky one to do in the format we're trying to do it as well, because yep. this isn't just let's sit down and talk about what artists we'd like. Maybe we should have done that or we could have, but we needed oh, to get sure. we needed to dust this roulette off and get it back into action, didn't we? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's been lonely. It, it's like our mission statements. It is kind of and, like a mission uh, statement. It is. And I did like the fact that we had to do mulligans, but, you know, such is life. And, and we left uh, we left three mulligans on the table. It's okay. We left it's three okay. out. Yeah, we didn't even use three. I think, I think we used them in the appropriate areas. We did. We did. Yeah, we're and hopefully... We playing handicap there for sure. Mm, we, we, we had a good chat about music along there. the way, though. We'll be back in a few weeks' time. Uh, we're going to do a little look at... Uh, Tom Mankiewicz, the writer Tom, Tom Mankiewicz, yeah. And uh, that'll be an interesting episode. We'll be back in uh, two, three weeks with that one. Mankiewicz, who wrote three Bond screenplays, uh, we're going to go through his career, his life, his fun stories, and uh, reflect on Diamonds Are Forever, Diamonds Are Forever, The Man with the Golden Gun, and what's in between that? <laughs> Live and Let Die, my brain is mush. Any relation to Joseph L. Mankiewicz by any chance? Yeah, it's his son. Okay, yeah. all yeah. right. Yeah. I, I'm actually recalling him in that Cleopatra documentary now. Yeah, so... Very um, good. Interesting choice of writer based on the movies that he did too, which are yeah, polarizing yeah. Bond films for certain. Yeah, yeah. The man who Roger Moore referred to as Wanky Mitts. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I want to mention just before signing off yeah. is obviously you know what we were doing with here. It would be nice if there's any artists that uh, our followers on Instagram and, and our other platforms are thinking they've always kind of had like in their head like oh, I always wanted to hear this artist do a mm -hmm, Bond song mm -hmm. or, or or do a, a remake of this Bond song. Uh, hit us up on on you know Instagram uh, and all that and Twitter and, and even on our Facebook page and let us know if there's a certain artist that you think would just hit one out of the park, either a cover mm -hmm. or you think they would just have their own. It just as a what if doesn't matter if it makes sense in the or whatever it would it'd be nice it'd just to be good to get some chat going what, uh, yeah i would just like to see like you know uh, with our our listeners uh what 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 cranks you know what cranks your wheel um uh, mm -hmm. we'll your boat yeah that's a good see, shout what, what that is think? a good shout so, yeah. we've uh we've been kind of absent on the socials this week i know uh instagram is probably where most of our work's being done right now twitter and facebook we're slower to get to but we do get to it bond by numbers three at gmail.com give us an email let us know what you think and uh we, 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 you know, I feel kind of bad. I do feel bad because a few months ago we had a mailbag episode, which we were ready to go with. Oh, and I, yes. I put the kibosh on it myself because of stuff that was going on. And when the COVID stuff happened, I felt like we needed yep. to kind of maybe change our, our format a bit. We still got that stuff saved. And I've reached out, of course, and I've, I've communicated with the people who have sent us the letters. But we are going to get to that mailbag episode or we'll, we'll, we'll tag it on to one of our upcoming shows. It's just kind of something that uh, we, we put on the back burner. But we're getting there. We'll, we'll get there. So thank you very much for your continued you'd support particularly yes. particularly through episodes like this which we understand are a little trickier to listen to and follow along because you're dealing with a lot of uh, listening that maybe you have or haven't got to certainly uh, right. we we haven't but yeah yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to doing the mankowitz episode with you guys too it'll be good those are three great films and uh, he was a hell of a character let me tell you what working through his autobiography has given me lots of fun stuff to talk about so that's good yeah anyway Take care of yourselves, guys, and listeners, take care sure. of yourselves, and we'll... Do well. Uh, stay we'll, healthy and stay safe. We'll see you back stay here apart. soon. Stay apart. Stay apart, yes. And two two apart, meters. Yes. It's two, <laughs> two meters over two here. Meters. Yeah, that's right. 
Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.